I'm here. Hey. hey. Alan is here. Alan however, is here. However, in true Alan fashion. You're eating your dinner. <laughs> um, no, um, I should stop ordering takeaways on nights we do these. Oh, despite no. Ordering, <laughs> despite ordering Domino's an hour ago, it's still not here. I mean, wow. how are Domino's busy on a Thursday night? I mean, but usually they're in de- like 20 minutes I've had the dot. What, once yeah. I ordered the Domino's and went in the shower and he knocked one of them in the shower I'm like it's been 10 minutes oh, oh god that, I that's why they won't come back well, that's, well, that's, what, that's what happens when you put on the message just come in baby you know they get all confused hot sauce Jordy Allen opens the front door like that fresh out the shower no one's going to come back are they <laughs> oh god can you that's why they're not coming to your house now Al yeah. you the door where you bloody dressing going hanging out covered, uh, covered with bubbles and a smile and that was it with his inflatable Newcastle brown ale duck in one hand <laughs> Your pepperoni pizza, sir. I see you've got some already. Uh. Welcome to the Conquistables. It's a happy new year, so what better time for the Conquistables to review SummerSlam 1999? Making the way past the tree pickers tonight. The lethal weapon, Ewan Taylor. Naked Cameron Phillips. Big Daddy V, Phil Doyle. And hot sauce, Geordie Allen Milburn. Only tonight on The Conquistables. Right, will the pizza will the pizza arrive by the time we get to the tag team turmoil match? <laughs> well, you Place your bets now. Say, your pizza is coming, but but nothing. Hmm. Have you not got a little online tracker? There's a little online tracker, isn't there? Hang on, you're right. Oh, that's nonsense. It's just going to be a picture. It's like the, the little tracker is going to be in fire or something. There's a little like clock face, and it goes around the clock face as to what stage it's at. I've got it. There you go. Let's see how your food's come along. You're damn right. Where is it? <laughs> it's it quality check-in quality wow. check-in uh, so that means they forgot to yeah. make it it's cold uh, it's yeah. cold <laughs> feel like it's not very good quality this it's one it's quality of being cold <laughs> yep which dominoes is this Al so we can avoid this in future it is, <laughs> yes you know, the, the, uh, the one where it uh, used to be a blockbuster video ah like not my yeah. one that's okay uh, that explains a lot oh. what do you mean not your one your next one is about 30 miles away from you hey Alan 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 they don't deliver to Kirtle Bridge but they do deliver to Gretna Green so I can drive to my mum and dad's house wait outside <laughs> and then as approach, it's like something of a 1930s spy movie I open my boot and go put the pizza in the car so, put so the bernie in the box which, which is that the one at kingstown that's which, the one at kingstown yeah right my parents house is just just within the radius see i'm going silence of lambs now with the cat with can be like it puts the pizza in the basket <laughs> it puts the pizza in the basket puts the fucking pizza in the basket <laughs> oh god yeah it's that it's that it's totally that that's what it'd be like I drive at the remaining four and a half miles to Fertile Bridge and it's still cold by the time you get there it's a little bit yeah I have to put it in the oven for a little few couple of minutes oh. but it's fine well this is the longest quality check I've ever had so, uh, yeah. it's like it's like them quality checks we have to do with glasses Al so it has to be signed out by a dispensing pizzeria <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm so fucking hungry. I'm getting mad. I mean, I, honestly, I thought 
I thought an hour, easier now will be fine. No, 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 here we go. Uh, you, you, thought, you thought too much. Have you ever thought all about eating first? <laughs> no. Well, it's just every time I order it, it comes quick, but I don't know. I'm very Not sorry. Not this time. There's still quality checking it. Do you get it in the fucking van? <laughs> It's coming by pigeon. It's going to come slice by slice. Oh, SummerSlam 99. Yes. Wow. SummerSlam 99. We still await the the door being wrong. God's (laughs) sakes. Anyway, um, who picked this? This is my fault. <laughs> what do you mean your fault? I don't know. Just you know, last I, I typically pick shows that everyone hates, but I get a feeling I might have got a good one this time. Um. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll get to the end. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. That's great. Fantastic. More lower half of the table. Here I, I come. I feel we're spoiling. <laughs> we're spoiling it now. You know, we give it away. All right. We're spoiling it. That's what I mean. Okay, I'm trying to keep up. I'm trying to keep up with, uh, you know, some suspense in the podcast. Keep the suspense. Good. It feels like we haven't done one of these episodes in a long, long time. Well, yeah, because Christmas got involved. That Christmas and Al's quiz. Yes, that did. <laughs> we did. I couldn't even remember what, what wrestling show we'd done in the, um, before this one, of uh, that one, but uh, never mind. My uh, mind just full of memories of Phil having an existential crisis. <laughs> that, yes. was, that, was a rough, that was a rough day, that was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Starcade '92. That was our last one. All right. Oh yeah. Our last proper show. All right. Okay. So I guess I should explain why we we picked this show. So I picked this show because this is part two of the trip down Mary Lane's to videos I bought in Woolworths. Ah. Hey. Okay. With so, the first being No Mercy '99. Yep. All right. Okay. So I went backwards for some reason. There must have just been just what they had available. And I will say this just now. There are two more entries on this series to go. Ooh. And I know one's definitely not going to get picked because it's an ECW show. <laughs> oh, okay. But uh, yes, so it's summer. It's the last summer of the millennium. And WWF are going out with a bang, but they're also going out with the man who could bring law and order to the ring in the form of Jesse the Body Ventura. 
which he's come a long way since arguing with Vince over a Mega Drive game. Well, yes, <laughs> he really has. But is, it, is this not Jesse Ventura's first appearance in a WWF ring for what nine years? Something nine, like that. Yeah, do his last one. Yeah, yeah. So what? Nine Rumble ninety. He was at, wasn't he? He was at WrestleMania six. That's that. But he wasn't at SummerSlam. Right. So he's gone. I don't think he was, I don't yeah. Know, so it'll be no. pretty much. Pretty much nine years then. Yep. So the main sort of antithesis of this show is Jesse DeBody is going to be refereeing the main event, which is a triple threat match for the WWF Championship. And first few things I want to say about the show, I love the old school WWF attitude intro. It just feels yeah. so nostalgic and lovely. The, the next thing I wrote is remember when WWE could do intro videos for their shows there's some absolute bellers around about this time yeah this is probably oh, yeah. peak sort of building up the show but I think the difference here is that this whole situation has been built up over the course of weeks as opposed to in 30 seconds while somebody's been having a thought I would like to introduce to you Forcer in the main event at WrestleMania in somewhat of a guest yes. referee capacity. Iron yes. Mike referee. Tyson. I will be very, very impartial. Yes, unbiased. I count one, two, three. It's over by my hand. following this main event on WWE.com because this was around the time that I hadn't really started watching wrestling again but I was kind of interested in the results and this was yeah. um, well this wouldn't have been one I checked out in college with the video clip I couldn't watch video clips unless I was in college because college had a T1 connection um, but this would have been one I checked out at home on old dial-up <laughs> uh, well, you have to download Real Player 3 to get the clips oh, and you had like five oh, seconds or memories of Real Player little, little postage stamp size corner of your screen yeah. but you yes. have about 20 minutes for the book <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, yeah exactly yeah. the uh, <laughs> was generally shocking the yep. quick time ones are best because you could like leave it downloaded in the browser window and then you'd find it in the temporary internet folders and then move it to your desktop then you'd have it forever 
Ah. That's mm. how you did it. That's how the pros did it back in the day. That's how all these folk did that, it. That's why I had the Matrix trailer when it first um, well, Matrix sequel when it first came out. The point of that ramble was uh, was <laughs> China not supposed to be in this main event? I want to say yes. I don't think it was ever real. It was like they did a storyline when she was going to be in the main event, but I don't think it was ever really going to happen. Just a storyline, sort of swerve, you know, a classic Vince Russo swerve. But I don't Uh, think they really were going to put her in the main event. Because there was a lot of like. This this point in time, she barely had any matches. She hadn't even had the thing with Chris Jericho or anything. So I can't imagine it being particularly good if she suddenly was main event in the pay per view. But what, what's interesting is, like, a few months later, she's in a match against Jeff Jarrett, you know, and quite a high high up the card at No Mercy. I mean, albeit it was a plunder match, so there was plenty of ways to hide maybe her inexperience, but the fact she's gone from being a valley to semi-main event in the matter of a few months. Well, it's, it's for the Intercontinental title, the yep. housekeeping match, isn't it? So, yeah, it's yeah. Gonna, it involves a fish. Um, which I think is is, 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 is a barometer of all quality wrestling matches well we'll get we'll get to the barometer when I discuss the signs that are in the crowd later for the love of Christ here we go (laughs) so I started to double check so Russo left WWE in October 99 so we're two months away from him leaving which is really the end of like that proper first Attitude Era isn't it I think the Attitude Era kind of continues on as like a period of time whatever but the kind yeah, of true was... period is like when Ru- well, what's Russo leaves and it kind of moves across to the kind of goofy kind of what's his name yeah. I can't remember who took um, over but like the, there was like that's when I kind of started coming back in and that when yeah. Russo left and the kind of build towards WrestleMania 17 so yeah. uh, what, what, uh, what was the what's going on um, they've pulled up outside but it has not come yet they're just sitting in the car <laughs> Well, that's just rude. I don't know why he's quality checking it. He's been quality checking it all the way out. It's going to be an empty box and a smile. That Domino's is like literally five minutes on the corner from your house, by the way. Nuts. Just to drop a quick Chinese takeaway story, we ordered one in the last year and it arrived. It was now. No, it arrived. It arrived promptly, but it was wrong. But like, oh. it was wrong. But everything, like, it was still what we would we might have ordered, so it was okay. Oh, okay. So we were, oh well, you know, we we got the wrong food, but we probably got a little bit more than we ordered, and it's all okay. So that was fine. So we started I've... eating it. Door, doorbell goes again. It's the delivery driver going. Did you get the wrong order? And I went, yeah, but it's all fine. And close the door. <laughs> <laughs> is Al back, or has he knocked out the uh, delivery guy? I assume he's eating his pizza. I assume he's actually jumped in the guy's car and is doing the two rounds on his own. So that's the quickest way of doing it. <laughs> Jump in my car. Da, 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 da. Sorry, I'm not referring to David Hasselhoff. I'll show you how to fucking deliver pizza. I'll show you. Give us the wheel. I can't even drive. How is he doing that? <laughs> Just pure anger. I've got the pizza. Everything's sorted. However, now my phone wants charge and I can't find the phone charger. I feel like... The, the world's against me tonight. <laughs> really? Oh, yes. Wait. Right, I, I'm assuming Al, it's imperative that you charge your mobile phone because you're using a mobile phone for this podcast, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. I just, I just had a really quick idea. Uh, a sequel to Al's quiz. We don't know what Al's ordered for his pizza. What do we think Al has for his pizza? Ewan? Oh, I'm going to say a Supreme. Cameron? Uh, no. Uh, um, Al would go for a meat feast with barbecue sauce. 
I'm going to say, oh, I was going to go Texas barbecue. I don't know if that's uh, too close to your guess. Oh, there you go. Yay. At least you'll win something. Win something. have a second guess because I've got two. Oh, you've got two pieces. Texas barbecue. What would go with that? I'm going to say straight pepperoni. No. Next. He's just going for something simple, I think. I'm going to say margarita. Oh, I was going to say oh. I was going to say a margarita um, he's gone for I don't know Domino's menu that well to actually know what it was uh, we've had pepper we've had margarita it's quite uh, a classical pizza classical pizza he's just he's not going to have a pineapple has he I'm buying a little Phil wins again. Oh, oh my god. god. So Phil knows nothing about wrestling, but give him pizza to guest from and he's yeah. right on the money. Domino's menu and he's right there. <laughs> right there. You can make it on you bet at some point in time, Phil. I've, I've got faith in you. <laughs> wow. I can guess what a Jordy's order for his pizza just by your podcast score. <laughs> It has to be Geordie, though. It has to be people from yeah. Newcastle only. We'll, we'll finish this game off by who can guess the accompaniment can to this um, Oh, to this can. Now, Domino's oh. do Coke, so I'm going to say it's not a Coke. I'm going to say it's a Sprite. Not a Sprite. Ah. Next. I'm so gonna you might as well guess, because you're going to get it right. Alan's, <laughs> Alan's done the um, Billy Conley thing of ordering two massive pizzas and a Diet Coke. Nope, next. Oh, oh right. So it's on me now, is it? Go on, Phil, pressure's on. <laughs> to get to get the three Pete and get, get all three, I'm gonna I'm gonna say a Fanta. Fuck you. It's a Fanta. <laughs> oh, Phil's always watching you out. He's always Phil's some kind of Domino's Jordi savant, apparently. That might be my greatest achievement ever. What, in life for this podcast? In life? Come on. Oh, Christ. It doesn't get much better than that, does it, Jordi? Come on. Oh, man. End the podcast. We can't get any better than that, can it? We're done. We've been here 20 minutes and we've not even done a match. No, we're we're still at the intro. So we cut to the Target Centre in Minneapolis, Minnesota, to a sea of bodies. And at which point JR screams at us, are you ready for an out-of-body experience? To which I answer, not these days. Because, uh, well... And some interesting sign from our horny members of the crowd. We have got a sign that says, I am as hard as the rock and wash me down with ivory. (laughs) Wow. Certainly so that era, isn't it? Some, Certainly that some period really of it. thirsty people in the crowd. It's like There's these no- days you get signs saying like, you know, Dragon Quest is greater than Final Fantasy and that sort of stuff. <laughs> I, I love those signs. I have to say, the nerdier the better for me. Yeah, Sonic is greater than Mario. This, this one, they're just like, just, just, just rampant misogyny, just written onto yeah. a bit of card and thrust into the camera. Well, there was a guy at um, Full Gear that just kept holding up a sign saying, please port Mother 3. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that as well. <laughs> Which is like, okay. Uh, I mean, like someone at Nintendo uh, just be there going, oh, you know what? Of course. <laughs> if the AEW crowd want it. That's, the, that's <laughs> where all the cool kids hang in. Watchermania like, always puts a compilation of the best signs from the week at some point during their the videos, and it's always one of the highlights. <laughs> yeah, I've seen those funky signs. 
Nice list. <laughs> Mayhem. So we cut from the crowd to backstage where Jesse the Body is laying down the law to Triple H in China and basically tells China, you interfere, I'm going to slap you. <laughs> yeah, then, they just, yeah. then they just kind of walk off the two of them <laughs> well they just kind of walk off while Jesse's berating them uh, we then cut to Jericho and his dumb 1990s hair yes <laughs> with um, Howard Finkel being used as a skivvy which I felt kind of bad no, for no 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 um, what then does he refer to him as Yes. Well, then you need to be yes. on time. You need to be precise. You need to get your act together. It's all about impact, Harold. Impact. It's Howard. Oh, whatever. So Howard is pulling up Jericho's bags, and Jericho goes through the whole, you know, do you believe I'm here to save the WWF? And it's, he's like, yes. <clears throat> and it's, it's, I just can't get over Jericho's hair. It <laughs> really bugs me. Because this is it. This is within the month of him debuting, isn't it? The the promo yes. against the Rock. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. He was. He... So it's his pay-per-view debut but he's not actually in a match no no he well we'll get to it later on but he's yeah. yes, effect, he's effectively there to promote Raw the next night oh don't get me started I have a, I have a very angry <laughs> yes, thought about yeah, that exactly, exactly. anyway so we cut to our first match which is a double title match it's the Intercontinental Champion of Jeff Jarrett versus the European Champion of D'Lo Brown isn't D'Lo double champion nope I thought he had both when he came so. out he's got both Oh, well, fuck me then. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's got both. I, don't know, I do have the Wikipedia up here for I was, the show. I was, I was distracted by Deborah. Uh, that's my excuse. Hold on. Maybe it's not that point in time where he's both. We'll look it up now because I'm not sure. Uh, I remember having both belts. Uh, I remember thinking, oh, the European belt was meh and the it's the crappy intercontinental belt. Listen, I, I can guess Peter from across the phone call. I, I know who's the double champion is. <laughs> Yeah, well, so it just says Jeff Jarrett with Deborah defeated D'Lo Brown, and it's D'Lo Brown down as champion. And it says singles match the WF Intercontinental and WF European Championships. So do they have both, or...? Well, that, I that would assume that would say that Brown's both, I would have thought. Yeah, that, yeah, I would have thought, yeah. You see, Jeff Jarrett hasn't right. got a symbol next to him, so I'm assuming it's for both, and D'Lo's got both. There you both. go. On, on D'Lo's uh, Wikipedia, his career peaked when he held the European and Intercontinental Championships simultaneously during a feud with Jeff Jarrett. That's the saddest sentence I've ever heard. Although when Kurt, when Kurt Angle had it, and he's like, it's like, you know, I'm the Eurocontinental champion. Oh, that was brilliant. The Eurocontinental was great. I'm the Eurocontinental champion here in the WWF. Euro meaning European and continental meaning intercontinental. And this is my very first WrestleMania. I'm really excited. No, he said, he said, I'm the first Eurocontinental champion in history. Apart from Dilo Brown, but he doesn't count. Well, yeah. So, Deborah and our breasts bring different double J to the ring, which is probably the best way I could put it. And the king is already being absolutely catatonic and really just annoying. I've already written down, oh, calm down, king. Yeah, I just just wrote down we've come a long way since 1999. (laughs) 100 mile sex pest, yes. Uh, Seriously, King, shut up. I've written that down as well. Yep, yep, got that as well. But Jeff Jarrett is not going to let Deborah give the crowd what they want and sends her to the back to a chorus of booze. Yes. To which we cut backstage and Deborah is talking to D'Lo Brown and essentially D'Lo convinces her, hey, come out with me, I'll be fine. To which point yeah. I'm like, what? what? Huh? Yeah, you're yeah, stupid, Mr. D'Lo, aren't you, you know? <laughs> well, yeah. The whole match seems um, to be more about Deborah than it does the actual belts. Well, Every it is because the belts don't mean shit. Deborah at this point in time was more about Deborah than anyone else in the match. Yeah. Yep. Um, I did write down something in all caps at this point, which is I fucking love Howard Finkel. He is the best announcer, I think, ever. Yeah. 
he's definitely up there. Definitely. He's definitely up. Maybe not ever, but for this time period, he is the perfect. I hear his voice and I'm taken back. Yeah, totally. Well, he's he's always been the sort of the straight guy to the sort of yep. mentalism of the Attitude Era, definitely. He was that link yep. kind of between the sort of 80s and early 90s into this. Yeah, mm, totally. Yep, totally. The match itself, there wasn't really much to it, was though, let's be honest. Not really. I say we've got down here that uh, Jeff Jarrett defeated D'Lo Brown for seven minutes and 27 seconds. Yeah. Um, it's. I mean, you have to kind of feel Jeff Jarrett is a competent wrestler. And yeah. D'Lo Brown, around about this point in time, from doing the pay-per-view project, you learn quite quickly that D'Lo Brown is an absolute fucking workhorse. Oh, D'Lo Brown's oh, great. No. What? Sorry? Sorry, that's my Yes, he is. He's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's, he's, he just holds He was never, like, up there in the main event bracket, but for, like, no. a solid oh. sort of mid-card, D'Lo's the just man. To, just to bring this up, Sally, I think this is one of D'Lo Brown's last sort of great appearances because... It's not long after this is the the draws incident. Oh yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah. So it's yeah. So after this, yeah. Yeah. Well, the... draws is in the next match. Um, oh, yes. You know, walking. So... Uh, yeah, it must be, it must be beforehand. Wow. So so what you're saying is he goes from walking to rolling, rolling. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't take it that far. I'm just stating, making a statement of fact. You are the oh, one yeah, singing Blimp Biscuit. The, the, the fuck you, you can't, don't, don't take the fucking high ground, you, <laughs> Mr. Phillips. After political correctness. What I'm about to say Why? Is, You've uh, never done that before. I don't think D'Lo Brown fully recovered from that accident. I really think it is. I think he ever did. I think he ever did. In all seriousness, I don't think D'Lo ever quite got was yeah. the same anywhere near. And I don't think he was yeah. the same within himself. I do know someone who like once went to a wrestling school seminar with D'Lo Brown took in the UK oh. and in a Q&A session afterwards in the ring where they're mm. all sat, someone actually decided to ask him about oh, the no. whole draws thing. <laughs> no, and to be fair, they didn't sort of ask it as a kind of like, oh, but that was a fuck up, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you even ask the question? Well, it was generally yeah, I think he has asked it quite a lot, actually. Yeah, and to be fair to him, he actually sat there and gave a serious answer and did say, that it completely knocked his confidence for years. <laughs> if, if, you, if you're training to be a wrestler, like though, no, that sort of thing could happen at any time, couldn't it? Yeah, exactly. That's that was what he was so it's saying. Like, how do them. you deal with that if that happens? That was how the question was framed. Yeah. Okay. Like how how okay. because because you, you that you, you you'll get taught how to fool you. You'll get taught how to do a, like a slam, but you won't get taught that side of things. Really, like have the psychological things, especially not back in the you know the time when Dilo was wrestling like that the mental health side of it wouldn't have been focused on at all would it so no, it would have been like, he would have just been expected just to carry on straight away afterwards to get back, yeah. back in the ring wouldn't he so. but, but you look at how good a wrestler Owen Hart was he came how close from Steve Austin could have been in that situation how That's close true, did yeah. he come to do a yep. Austin you know very oh totally yeah very close and that's a that's a hell of an awkward match to watch at SummerSlam 97 yeah. you know what I mean it's, yeah. that ending totally is yeah. awful because <laughs> it, it has to be awful it can't be anything yeah. more than no, no he stumbles have, and trips over him and then he just kind of limply <laughs> rolls him up <laughs> just it's bad so this this match really didn't do much for us at all it's um, okay for a sort of like opener match it's you get a twist doubles. at the end Mark yeah, you get a twist talks. at the end I'd rather svelte Mark Henry I, might, I, might, I, might I was going to say he was he was 
a very, very sexual man, I suppose, which is quite <laughs> handy being he was known as sexual chocolate sexual at this point chocolate, in time. Yeah. He was. He was. This is before he started banging geriatrics. <laughs> and giving so he, he bat his double J yes, and then it turns don't out... Don't talk about that. Don't talk about that. Turns out Deborah was always working with Double J, which didn't really make any yeah, sense of to me. Was. The whole the whole thing didn't make any sense. And then they finish, and it's all yay. I say I don't know. Yeah. So we cut backstage to a seven-year-old Michael Cole. <laughs> yes, with the <his> blonde tips, <laughs> with it's the painted so on beard. I still hate this man, even at this point in time. But he's interviewing Edge and Christian, who are in full edging christian mode to be honest mm-hmm. yeah but they're not like they're still brooded in christian they're not the oh, kind yeah. of reeks reek of awesomeness period no no, 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 no not at all not at all yeah. which would come like can you think about like what they would be doing at the next summer slam you oh, know? yeah the next summer slams the trip the b- 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 is that first tlc tlc yeah uh, they're, they're yeah well, i've written down here it's really weird seeing like the hardys and edging christian in the ring at the start of this match together knowing yeah. that this is pre no mercy so pre the yep. ladder match pre all the pre. TLC matches pre the Dudleys getting added to the mix mm-hmm. and it's really weird to sort of there's, there's a moment where in this match I think I, this was when I did it for the pay-per-view project and follow this where Edge spears um, Jeff Hardy off oh, across the guardrail the, um, yeah the guardrails yeah. yeah oh yeah 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 and you're there kind of going it's literally in mid-air just jumps at him and then it's knocks amazing. him out of the air. and you're kind of thinking in like what just under two Six years months. after this, they'll be doing like the WrestleMania 17 spearing Jeff Hardy off the top yeah. of a ladder. Well, I mean, in six months' time at the Rumble, Jeff Hardy jumps off the fucking balcony at MSG through about 8,000 <laughs> tables. Yeah, which is this the, that's after receiving a number of very, very hard cheer shots to the head. In six <laughs> months' time, Mark Henry will be covering up Mayo's Young's tits. <laughs> right, God. So the tag oh, team no. turmoil match, yeah. Bit of it, Channel Four. <laughs> Yay! So tag, yes, tag, this tag is team a, turmoil. For God's yes, sake, tag team turmoil <laughs> match determined the number one contenders for the WWF Tag Team Championships. With the winners getting a title shot on Raw the following night. Why the fuck are we using the pay per view to build up the following night's TV for free TV? Yeah, why? It's, it's so dumb. Here's an end result you can get for free. Yeah, it's like well, dummies. Nitro might have beat them that week. Just <laughs> was it's this still beer, but Nitro was basically owning the raw still? Uh, it's because no, you've had. Oh, for yeah, Mitch really wanted Mitch won his first title, so is the but, yeah, I think the, the first night so, that Raw beats Nitro in the ratings and ends the streak of eighty-three weeks was Austin McMahon. Okay, that's fair. So this, this, this makes thing. this even dumber then. Well, the reason why they, they, they're pushing Raw is so that in 20-odd years' time, they can sell the TV rights for billions and billions of dollars. Well, it's not even... Oh, don't get me started on what Raw is these <laughs> days. That's just a, that's a whole three-hour yeah. novel that's I it, that's thing, listen, like, put together. That's, this is the kind of period where it starts becoming... the, the Because prior the to this, the, the, um, the product was the pay-per-view. That's what you were selling. It was the pay-per-view and the house, yeah. and the house show circuit. Yeah. That was where the money came from. So that was where the kind of everything was kind of directed towards that to get people to buy that to make the money. But this is the point where it's just where it's like, well, actually, the TV money's coming in regular. That's probably more we're going to get... It's the tipping point where the pay-per-view money starts to uh, to kind of come down to the kind of TV money. And then you know, I'll say over the next kind of couple of decades is when it tips way more over and you get the network and you get, you know, the kind of the big massive Fox deal where it's like... TV's the product. The advertising's the product. Yeah. That's the thing you need to sell. And this is just, I think this this period from, you know, 
going back to the Monday Night Wars, that's the point where TV was the thing to kind of keep that going. So, how many matches? I mean, you know, how many will we'll come back to probably in the in the, um, in the main event? Like, how many things were kind of done on the pay per view and then they were redone on the next night on Raw, or they were certain, you know, a belt was swapped the next night or something? Yeah, it happened yeah, all yeah. the time, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Not saying it's right, but that was just their intention. Well, that was it. Yeah, they, they wanted to get. It was almost like the pay per views were treated as getting you in the door, so you ended up watching the TV. But the way I look at it is, the people watching the pay per view are already watching the TV because that's the only way they'd be able to know what the hell's going on. If you were just jumping into this show cold, you'd be yeah. so lost. Yeah, it makes more sense now with, with like the kind of network era, which is different now with, with it being Peacock and all that, because you're kind of in control mm. of like it's. it's nine pound 99 a month so you can kind of like follow everything if that makes sense yeah even though like the tv shows were 30 days behind so they seem to be the kind of prestige product if that makes sense yeah they're still very much the sort of this is our main horse however the rest of the stuff is you know what we've got here Hmm. um with the fact that nxt rest in peace nxt black and gold is now basically (laughs) a third brand now yeah because my god and, and hurts, this is why like my eyes in, in a world of tv this is why i think the aew model makes more sense where it's like a pay-per-view yeah. every every quarter is it near enough every quarter and you've got much, yeah, so like the odd special every yeah. so often but that's still Which an episode sense. of dynamite yeah but then it's like because you're selling like the tv's a product so the tv's where everything kind of goes then you get these kind of additional things every now and then the kind of like you know sweeten the pot if you, you know if, if you want to yeah. put it like that so yeah your aew plus is like a five at a month but then you're still getting access to Dynamite and Rampage without adverts. But then yeah. your pay-per-views are still 20 quid. Yeah, which is... Yeah. But that model works because... I don't know about you guys, but I'm more than happy to throw down 20 quid every oh, yeah, quarter. God, yeah. I mean, I think I oh, yeah, remember... Yeah. I threw down my 20 quid for full gear mm. about two weeks after All, all Out had finished. Yep. Mm. I was like, yeah, get me on that. I don't care. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's any you- matches announced for it yet. No, <laughs> at this point, pay views would have been like what 30, 40, 50 quid or something, or 50 dollars uh, or something. I'm not sure what they would have been. I don't remember how much. I want to see. Find You'd out. be looking about 60 bucks in America, yeah, yeah. So over here, it was obviously still in Sky Sports, yeah, yeah. But so you're getting what the buy rate would be like. Hang on, let's see, does it, does it have the buy rate on the Wikipedia page? Uh, it uh, will, and I think it's about 600,000. So you, to your, your pay views, it's there you go. And they're doing what? Four million views at this point on Raw? What, Raw now? No, oh, Raw then. then. Raw then. Yeah, around about that. Hold on. Let's have a little quick look. Let's see. This so, is on the air research going on here. SummerSlam 99 cost $30 in the States. And that's, I suppose that's one of the big four papers as well, isn't it? So the other yeah. ones were probably would have been cheaper. Whereas then, like, at so, the end in 2015, Night of Champions 2015 was 44.95. Jeez, there's your infl- inflation right there. A show um, which no one really bought. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, six six hundred thousand people buying the pay view compared to however million you get on Raw the next night. Yeah, you know that's where that's the tipping point, isn't it? It really is, and. In a way, I was thinking about this the other day, the network is probably the best and also worst thing to happen 
to WWE yeah. because there's now no incentive for them to actually try because the money's guaranteed. They're going to get it irregardless what they put on the air. Yeah, exactly. And they've yeah. got seven hours of TV a week where they could just play a blank screen or do the same four matches you've been doing for the past four weeks. Maybe just change yeah. the people around. There's no incentive for them to actually try and be good because they don't need to be good. Yeah, and back at this point, there was what Raw on a Monday. Would you have had SmackDown started by now, or was it like later in the year? Yes, you're almost there. Your uh, next Monday Night Raw, August thirtieth, nineteen ninety nine, got four point two million. Jesus, because it must be very near the start of SmackDown. I would have thought. Yeah, when did SmackDown start? Yeah, the first or second episode because. The Battle Royale uh, matches on the second edition, I'm sure. So yeah, I'm sure. September it starts. Yeah. So it's September Smack- is it? Pilot show that doesn't count. The pilot show back in April or whatever it was. Smackdown launched in yeah. So <coughs> so August 26th, 99 was the first episode on UPN. So it's pretty much so it's this straight week. after. It's yeah, the, it's the following week, week after this. This is yeah. the last pay per view with just Raw on telly. Yeah. We're so they got what? Three hours of TV a week. Oh, fuck off with heat. <laughs> Maybe four hours of TV a week then. But the point is, like, you know, the, the amount of TV they had to kind of put out a week was way less. So, it, like, the quality yeah. quoted was much higher, which you get yeah. to, you know, I think that's the problem we've said that you've got three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown, essentially a four hour pay per view. Yeah. You know, it's just too much and it can be filled. Whereas back then you had, because it was such a narrow field, you had like, and you had people like, you know, Edge Christian and Hardy's coming up who were just fighting to get onto that TV, onto, onto that get as much time as they can on the TV thing. I think that's when you get that kind of magic period because yeah. you have to have quality in that show because you can't, this you've literally got too much bond there at this, at this point. So yeah, that, that, that's just our golden goose. You know, it yeah. has to be good. Otherwise everything else falls apart, but the model yeah. they have now doesn't incentivize them to exactly, know, yeah. actively care. Thing. And yeah. let's be fair. WWE is not a wrestling company anymore. No. Entertainment it's a content yeah. company that happened to have wrestling. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's the first, the first I protocol mean, is to be like would, up there with you know entertainment and be people mm-hmm. be talking about on Twitter and Facebook and things like that. Yeah. yeah, and we're talking about quality of the attitude here. The next team out is Bloody Midian and Viscera. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. a couple of teams that are just literally throwing again on this one. I do love the look yeah. of Christian's face when he sees that the um, Viscera step into the ring with him, and it's almost yeah. as if he's going, "How the fuck am I supposed to get something out of this guy?" I just, I did write down at this point, naked Midian still haunts my memories. <laughs> Yeah, I brought them kids who grew up who always wanted to see Mabel team with Phineas Godwin. It's their dream. It's their dream. Yes, all three of them finally come true. (laughs) The guy written down um, some stuff happens, then there's a spear to Midian and uh, Edge and Christian win. There you go. Here's here's the next question for the next team. When exactly did Prince Albert enter? Because I completely forgot he was around at this point. Um, Well, it's. Is it like, he because yeah. he originated is Georgie Animal Steel Jr. I think was his yeah. original gimmick. Wow, so, I did I not know that. Too long before this. And then yeah. by the next year, he was what uh, TNA would test, was he? Yep. Yeah, he had a, he had yeah. a fight with the boss man. He teamed up with the boss man to steal Big Show's father. And Obviously, then, yeah. <laughs> as as happens to all wrestlers on the way up. <laughs> yeah it's, yeah uh, Albert is a very I forget how hairy he is because you see him now he's, he's like he's, very he's like NXT well yeah I think he's still there isn't he NXT trainer man he's like wearing a suit and stuff he might, well, he might, he might be there tensai, isn't he? <laughs> oh, he came back as Tensai didn't he yeah. Yeah. okay no one else is 
<laughs> no. Feels that way, doesn't it's, it? Did you it's see just that, him um, on his own. That Scotty Too Hotty story about about the end of NXT. Yes. About them all having to wear suits and dye their hair and not be bold. Yeah. So they look younger. So, but these are the coaches. Why should they? No, no it's just. Yeah, and also, this is now a show run by 50 year old men that their target audience, well, that their main audience now is over 60. So, yeah. really, really, really doing it well there. Really doing it now, well. Now, I don't know if I can fact check this quickly or whatever, or whether it's even worth fact checking. I think it's worth a fact check. In this tag team turmoil, from my calculations, who do you think is the only two time tag team champion to be in that match? It's not Medina Visser, is it? It's it's Phineas Godwin. He is. He's the only guy. Oh I think my god! Godwin's won it twice. There's that many switches back then that I do get confused. But Al, you're a fan hmm. transfer of knowledge. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel I should look that fact up just to be sure. But there you go. There anyway, we go. So, so, Albert gets down next. Speaking of, yeah, Backlights are down next, and uh, Bradshaw is still a dick and stiffer than hell. <laughs> <laughs> they do. There's is a lot of beefy hits, the isn't there? After this, that they obviously have been told that they're running long. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. the Holly cousins basically march on down the ring before anything is even decided in this yeah. one. Yeah, just to be confusing. What I think happened was they were scared Farouk was going to get on the mic and do a speech about his mother. So they set the <laughs> down just, to, just to you know speed things along a bit. I know. I know. What else? I, I know. I know. What's the, what the cause of that problem was. In Gorilla, the guy that was doing the production and was telling them, um, you know, what times to go out was Papa Shango. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like, if you go down early, don't worry, just stand by the ropes and look confused for a few minutes. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So, yeah, uh, the crowd have kind of completely checked out of this one. Oh, the crowd are away at the concession at this point. As soon as Edge and Christian go, that's it. The crowd kind of go, huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, 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 Phil. I'm putting the facts straight. As soon oh. as Visser and Midian were eliminated, then the crowd. <laughs> oh, sorry. I can only apologize. It's just big jacket, isn't it? It's big jacket Viscera. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The crowd loves it. a big that's jacket. Fans, I came to see Mabel and Finn is good. That's going to tune down after that. that on the, on the subject there. of fans, imagine trying to do Edge and Christian's entrance during like modern times right now. It'd be a nightmare. Well, you well, know, uh, Moxley does it, doesn't he? Yeah. John Moxley does it every single week on Dynamite. Yeah, but John Moxley's a psychopath. <laughs> well, yeah, it's true. Uh, Did that's that why one I tried on one time and he got beaten up? Yes. Was it, was it was Eddie Kingston there as well? And just like I can't, I'm sure there was yeah, some kicked was, off. They were coming out for a tag match, and the yeah. guy sort of ran up in Kingston, sort of just looked down, and went, "Really? <laughs> so, no, don't do it, bro. Don't do it, bro." Oh, I love um, Eddie Kingston so much. So there's a spine buster on Hardcore Holly, and yes, Acolytes win. It's a dominator. It's win. a dominator. Sorry. It. Sorry, I do apologize. So that was a waste of time and just really was filling time for Raw it's the following the night. the second longest match of the night. That well, makes sense. The first longest in duration is the main event, but it only beats this one by 10 seconds. Yes. Well, you know, you've got, you throw in like five or six tag teams into the mix. They do deserve a bit of time to get their stuff in, surely. And let's be fair, at least these are actual tag teams, not two random people that have been shoved together. Yeah, Speaking of which, okay, four of the five participants in this. Okay, three of the five participants in this match are at least teams. That's still higher than today. Although yeah, we um, we next get one of my favourite images of the night, which is um, Big Show and Undertaker walking oh, into the uh, arena yeah, in their street yeah. gear, just just <laughs> so, looking like absolute bosses. There was, I see. Remember on WWE.com, there was an awful obsession with street clothes. 
Yeah. <laughs> in like on WWE.com at this time. When they used to do the written results, it was always like kind of going, you know, Mankind and Big, uh, Undertaker and Big Show walked into the arena in their street clothes. It must well, be something like the WCW were doing. I don't, know, I don't know if that was like an effort to kind of like differentiate between oh, there's like a real side of it where they're all yeah. backstage and touring but and then it's just the characters they play rather than just always being the characters. What confuses me is when do they get changed into the house clothes? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, they're point. in the house now, Al, so they're ready, yeah. they're ready to go. <laughs> well, that does like they've got the street clothes, and that's obviously for walking the street. But like, yeah. do they have restaurant clothes, taxi clothes? You know, all yeah. different outfits. Everybody do does. They have? You Maybe can buy just... the, the whole unholy alliance uh, set on WWE.com. <laughs> awesome. I'm sorry there. Yeah, but I love the big shows wearing like like uh, slacks and the go like a. It looks like a golfer basically when he comes in, and then take is like a kind of a, the bouncer of a golf uh, of a goth nightclub. What was it say, of a golf like, club that'd be fine as well? <laughs> <laughs> just all in black club. with his shirt open, and um, Big yeah. Show's like, "Yeah, I'm just I'm just looking for the uh, nearest corporate event." <laughs> Big Show is one of these people. Unfortunately, he looks weird regardless of what he wears. <laughs> Always weird. He can't win. Speaking of weird. So, Al yeah, Snow? speaking of weird, Al Snow and uh, Pepper. And Al's having quite an in-depth conversation with Pepper, trying to reassure her that he's going to be fine, nothing's <coughs> going to get her. Well, oh, somebody who quite often talks to a chihuahua. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, well, God, yeah. There we go. <laughs> so we cut from this to more talking, with uh, the road dog randomly coming out for what seems to be no reason. Yeah, wearing uh, none of his gear at all. In his bed clothes. <laughs> it looks like it. <laughs> you think at this period he'd, he'd at least be wearing one of his own t-shirts, not a Tommy Hilfiger t-shirt. Well, I don't know what this was, but essentially he's down in the ring to basically say, "Hey, I want to challenge the winner of this upcoming match to a title match on Raw." Yet more advertising for Raw the following night. Yeah, yep. that intro. The intro is still over. Like when he comes out to the, the oh, you didn't know bit. That crowd still yep. love that, don't they? Um, my question is why the fuck is Raw Dog feuding over the hardcore title why does he care because he's not doing anything else God only knows well, yeah. the, the Billy Guns went on the better things Possibly, well, yeah. yeah of course he oh, has we'll come, we'll come to that later <laughs> yes oh, and of almost almost out of thin air Chris Jericho appears on a cherry picker kind of platform <laughs> thing <laughs> yes. weirdly yes. Um, this whole set, we've not talked about the set yet. This is probably the most laziest set possible. They've just got a bunch of cherry pickers and slapped a SummerSlam banner on it and went, that'll yeah, do. It's not very summery, is it? No. Don't get any kind of summery flavour. No, it's it's very, maybe it's like an industrial summer or something like that. I don't know. It's yeah. not going to be like Bash at the Beach with all the sand and all this kind of stuff, is it? No, I mean, we've no got effort. the naked women, so we're almost there. Hey. True. True. There you um, go. Jericho then proceeds to have a promo in which he runs down pretty much the entire company. Yes. Um, calls the yeah. uh, flagship show of the company Roy Snore. Yeah. And calls the pay-per-view Summer Sham. Summer Sham. And then I've written down here, did Jericho get a lot of heat for this? And then I've researched it and yes. Yes, he yes, did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I have a quotation here if you, the gentleman, would like me to read it. Yes, Please go do. ahead. Can you read it in that voice you like to do your quotations in? What voice? Is it what you called Robin Leach or whatever he was called? <laughs> yeah, life does oh, the rich and famous voice, I had to, please. I had to practice that for a thing <laughs> earlier last week. Um, uh, what, Jericho sounded like Robin <laughs> Leach, rich and famous? Oh, I'll give it a go. Right. <clears throat> Right. 
What I didn't realize, and once again, I'm just playing a character on this show, calling everyone amateurs and boring, and you could probably say it from your side, I got a lot of heat from the dressing room, from the locker room, for that. Because what people don't understand is the Monday Night Wars was real. It was real, man. There was a division there. It's like AEW versus WWE. So by saying that kind of stuff, I'm going, oh my gosh, I'm going to get so much heat for all these things I've said. But I take that out of the equation, and it was pretty awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, after you've had your bag shit in for the 30th time in a row, you know. <laughs> you know, oh, oh, sometimes twice. Um, yes. It was both Midian and Viscera that night. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Could you imagine? I, I just I just wanted to quick look and see what exactly was happening in WCW at the time of this pay-per-view. Unfortunately, it's road wild. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh, is that what? Dear. Should we do that one next? Oh, I, we, should do the, I, we should do the original one next. We should I maybe do I mean, many series. Do all four? <laughs> no, <laughs> just called the evolution of racism. <laughs> no, let's, let's let's not. Let's do some WWF stuff. Done too much WCW stuff recently. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a quotation from Jericho for uh, getting because I'm, I'm watching this going. He's definitely definitely going to get something because of this. Oh yeah, it sounded just definitely. like him. That was really good, Cam. Thanks. Yeah, it's almost like he's in the room, wasn't it? Yeah, like he's in the room. Yeah, that's really good. So yeah. after Jericho goes on for a few moments, all Road Dog has to come back with this one sentence, which is, "Hey, why don't you shut up, bitch?" Wordsmith as always mm, gets oh, a big yeah. pop for the crowd. He can't argue with the results, Ewan. Well, this is a crowd that is claiming they have erections for the rock so you know it's, a whole it's, kind of the crowd. it's the summer isn't it everyone's a bit crazy in the heat <laughs> fair enough <laughs> so for some unknown reason Road Dog joins the commentary before our next match which is for the WWF Hardcore Championship the big boss man defending against Al Snow now, now I have to say I always had a soft spot for this match I love this match when it went <laughs> yeah. out uh, it's stupid but it, I think it's done very well I think, well, bearing in mind that these two will later participate in the Kennel from Hell match, <laughs> this is probably the high point, the high point. of their entire um, feud, I would say. I think that's fair. Just a quick note with Road Dog and commentary, what I really liked was um, him joining in with the crowd during the head chance with Odon Alstow's entrance whilst on commentary. <laughs> he, sounds, he sounds like the most bored guy on earth. Yeah, yeah. That's, what made, that's what made it perfect. Do I keep saying that? I, is that you that keeps saying head? I, I thought it was the people. Oh. It's brilliant. Well, it's love. Uh, head. Uh, it's that just being slightly bored while saying it just made it perfect for me, that was. <laughs> yeah, and, then, it really and also, Al Snow achieved some kind of genius by going, wait, there's lots of things around the entryway. I shall hide the double <laughs> one and pounce. <laughs> yeah, like, man, you know, you, there's a whole thing in my mind, like, kind of going, he, he hides on one of the one of the crane things. And as soon as Bossman comes <laughs> through the curtain, he just, just cross bodies him. He just does like, like a, like a, a spider on, monkey, just like, ah! on, Yeah, but there's a look on Bossman's face that does suggest... 
he wasn't expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> and it is a genuine kind of like, oh, fuck. Kind of <laughs> oh, we're, we're starting here, are we? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so within 10 seconds of the match starting, the Raw Dogs decides, you know what? I'm bored sitting down. I'm going to do play-by-play live in front of the guys. <laughs> yes. He becomes this is, this the roving where... road dog. Oh, roving road no, dog. I hate that. That's a so, gimmick right there, that is. Road Dog gets instantly more annoying than he already is. And uh, we, of course, don't even make it to the ring. We brawl backstage. And I wrote in all caps, someone called Peter. Pepper has been tossed away. <laughs> it is kind of like blatantly obvious that the dog's not in the fucking <laughs> They do like, you know, walk about- past it about two minutes beforehand. It's like, there's no dog in that. Never mind yeah. the dog. What about the poor guy gets his crutch stolen just walking across oh, backstage? That was brilliant though because the guy's like, hey, I've got crutches. Hey, don't use that. And then they almost like give him back the crutch after it's been bent 180 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, like Bossman really hates Pepsi because he smashes up a vending oh, machine. God, he's clearly a Coke man. That yeah, clearly was it. Going nuts on it. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't just like break it. He literally throws a keg at the glass, and the glass yeah. just yeah, smashes the glass, pushes the thing over. And you know, straight after that, we get Alstol very politely asking one of the techs to open, open the, open the gate, open the, open door. the doors, and yeah. we start brawling into the street. Now, at which point, I thought to myself, were these gimmicked cars and gimmicked traffic? Because if you see two know. guys fighting on the road, a la ICW, that one time, it's you're going to get the police called. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know? they, infamously in ICW for the BT Gun Wolfgang match, they did go to the cinema across the street, and because yes. I, because ICW hadn't quite cleared this with the <laughs> cops the, the cinema phoned the cops because there was two yes. men in their pants fighting in the phone <laughs> two <laughs> men in their pants <laughs> yep so we fight across the road um, we eventually make our way into a bar and yep. uh, the bar proceeds to get turned upside down and everything I, broken in it which I think judging by the fact that all the furniture in the bar is plastic they knew that was well, going to happen yeah, yeah I think that was like a gimmicked bar I think yeah. Well, there's so a lot of WWE merchandise in that bar. Yes, there was. There's a lot of <laughs> WWE shirts. It's no, almost like they knew. This was yeah, yeah, where your WWE shirts. Yeah. This would also be the bar that would make an appearance in video game form in the second SmackDown game. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I hope so they got their license rights paid for that. We yeah. fight down to the pool hall, and after a few exchanges, Al Snow takes two balls, hits the boss man in the balls with them, and pins him on a pool table. A very DDT finish if I ever saw one. <laughs> um, Road Dog hits him with a stick first, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry. Yeah, Road Road Dog you also missed now um, Al Snow doing a moonsault off the bar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I thought that. was quite impressive. Because that, there ain't much, there ain't much space or room for manoeuvre no. in that. There's not much. Don't forget clearance. they also um, have a trip into the toilets as well. Oh, of course, yes. But the urinal cake oh, gets yeah. involved. Urinal cake yeah, gets involved. Which... You know, everyone talks about Jr's fantastic commentary. You know, like you know, as God is my witness, he's broken in half. But I think we can put on the league table of Jr's greatest calls. God damn it, that's a urine cake. Oh, that's one of those things out of the urinal. It's a, it's a urine cake. Absolutely disgusted and horrified that a man would possibly do that to somebody else. So this match is the dumbest match on the show, but I, I'm like, Al, I do have a soft spot for this oh, match just because yeah. at the time it's so wacky. Al's the wind, and then he just starts jogging back to the arena, dodging the car across the, the road. To celebrate the ring they've not even been to yet. But does it get there because, like, is it... Um, the Blue Meanie and Stevie Richards are there for Pepper. Stevie Richards are there for no reason looking at Pepper. So he just starts beating them up. <laughs> just starts beating <laughs> them up as well. The guys are the crutch. 
Yes, yeah, so yeah. guys on the crutch and hits blue. It's blue mini rather hard in the back of the neck with that. So that probably didn't feel great. Did not very nice, did it? We've had a title change, and now we go to the second match where nobody gave two shits about it, at least in the crowd. Oh, we were a the... little meeting with Jesse first. Jesse and Mankind have a little kind oh, of oh yeah, with discuss politics and, and which, other um, w- w- yeah, which. Um... Jesse Ventura once again his favourite phrase of the evening is the middle of the ring the pinfall will take place in the middle of the ring are you clear you can do all of that but the pinfall's got to happen in the middle of the ring you know what it is but the pinfall's got to take place in the middle of the ring middle of the ring not not the side of the ring not the corner I'll come back to Jesse's attitude to the ring later on. I'll just just have a little Jeffy fact. Now, I don't remember if it's on this show or it's another part of the television, but they actually refer to Jesse Ventura refereeing another SummerSlam match. Oh? Well, mm-hmm. the, uh, yeah. I don't remember mentioning that. I don't mention any of the participants, but he refereed the very first SummerSlam main event he did. Oh, so it would have been Mega Bucks versus the Mega Powers, but they were keen to probably avoid mentioning quite a lot of the participants in that match. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, well, hold on. All of them have buggered off to. Well, Andre's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Andre's buggered off to the other side. (laughs) And the other three have buggered off to the WCW. That's what I mean. So that's why they wouldn't be mentioning. Them. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, yeah, I suppose. Okay. Uh, so we we cut to a WWE Women's Championship match. Tori versus Ivory. I always had a soft spot for Ivory. I thought she was absolutely amazing. Her music, though, her music is sh- shite. Well, yeah, it's but it's the women's division. They didn't really care. I will it sounds say, sounds like a WCW do, music. It's awful. I do like the Women's Championship belt. It's better than the sort of Butterfly Divas one. Oh, let's not talk about that. Yeah, that was uh, terrible. I I wrote literally nothing about this match. I just wrote down, this was bad in all caps. Ivory retains. Yeah, it's It's got the like two sunset flip botches in a row to finish. It's how how I remember finishing. Yeah, it's literally just like, you know, um, Tori fucks up one sunset flip. And then they try and and repeat it. And then it's obvious that Ivory just gets fed up after the second time and then just pins her. Just pins her. It's really annoying though, because like Tori does throw out like a really crazy suplex just before that. It's like kind of a weird throw <laughs> suplex thing on, on Ivory, which looks like, yeah, like, it's it's like, like I don't know if she meant it, but it looks really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No clue if she actually meant it, but it looked like it looked good, which you know Did it? can't complain. Mm. Did it though? <laughs> yeah, it looked good. Okay. And then there was Sean does a run in, and then that's how the match finishes. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say for no reason. So, and he, even JR sounds confused. He's like, Is that Luna the Sean? What's she doing here? <laughs> She's what? like, Well, Luna, that- Jesus. Luna! Oh, Luna, where does she come from? And she- why? Why? So we then cut backstage to probably one of the highlights of the evening 1999 Rock. Oh, he's got the flow, hasn't he? Just being, just the being rock. absolute money in a promo that there is no chance in hell <laughs> he would get away with now. No, it's, you know when you're asking Michael Cole, "Are you come see come sir?" <laughs> what the hell? There's not an absolute chance in hell he'd ever get away with that. How about that, Jabroni? How about an interview with the great one? You're going one on one with the great one. The Rock has, yeah, nice tie, 13 cents. Don't look at the tie. Look at The Rock. The Rock says this. He sees the way you look at The Rock. For the past three years, The Rock just wants to know this. Are you a little kumsi kumsa? No. 
It doesn't matter if you are Kumsi or Kumsa or not. The fact of the matter is this, is that it is Sunday, SummerSlam, and it's game day. So The Rock says this. You think that he cares about Billy Gunn's surprises? The Rock says it's going to be no surprise. In approximately 45 minutes, you're going to hear The Rock's music. Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? And every single Rock fan is going to stand on their feet, electricity running through their body. And you can hear them now. Shut your mouth and listen. Rocky, Rocky. And when it's all said and done, all the smoke is cleared, all the dust is settled, the millions of the Rocks fans are through chanting his name. Two things, rock bottom, wham. One, people's elbow, wham. The Rock going on, still the people's champ, still the people's choice. If you smell what the Rock... is cooking the rock is just even at this point he's just so smooth he's so crisp he knows his character he knows how to get the crowd going mental there's and... been a hell of a build-up to it though because it's oh yeah he's had this what in the pipeline well 96 he debuts and gets booed out of the building for being just a god cheesy grin face yeah yeah and then he's had his heel turn he's had the mcmahon you know being mcmahon's champion at survivor series 98 He's yep. had the Rumble 99 match with Mankind, obviously. He's main evented WrestleMania for the first time already uh, in the first of the Stone Cold trilogy. But then it was, yeah, it seems that he's kind of, we'll talk about it later when the match is on, but it seems like yeah. The Rock's kind of floundering a bit at the end of 99. Yeah, he's, well, he's, he's prob- floating with no he's, purpose, really. He's feuding with Mr. Ass. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, we'll get to that later. Who we'll apparently has has kidnapped somebody and is sneaking well, into the building in a bag. Oh, 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 Mr. Ass is with ET. <laughs> <laughs> I just wrote down Mr. Ass escorts a mass to <laughs> through just, the building. Just yes. somebody under a blanket, and it's like, oh God, here we go. Yeah, we know it's gonna be bad. We then cut to a video montage of wanton violence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just. just just two men absolutely battering each other with many yes. things with many Both things fists which leads and us, wood leads us to the lion's den weapons match it's ken shamrock's environment the lion's den with steve blackman's weapons in it he loved himself some mma didn't he he really did Mostly really was, this. was the ufc like properly gaining ground in 1999 Must um, have been. when was the when was the first, first UFC? It was like ninety six, I think. Hold was it that on, early, I'm going to have was to it? Google it now. Hold on. First UFC pay per view. Should we go that? Um, it's, isn't that ninety three? Because I asked you that the other uh, last year or something. Yeah, ninety three, November twelfth. Yeah, yeah. November the twelfth, ninety three wow. is the first ever Ultimate Fighting Championship. Yeah, pay-per-view. but it really, really, the ultimate, the first Ultimate Fighter series was when it blasted into the stratosphere. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is this is the UFC where back in '93, where you could literally elbow somebody in the balls over and over and over again, and it'd be fine. Well, pretty much, yeah. You could. Here's here's the list of regulations: no doping probes, no holds barred, no mandatory gloves or combat uniform, no judges' scores, knockout tapper or corner stoppage, and unlimited five minute rounds with one minute rest period in between. Beautiful. 
Wow. So, yeah. Ultimate yeah. Fighter was 2005. Yeah. So obviously that's because when it would have gone just nuts, before, wouldn't it? Before that, you, before that, you had the Tito Ortiz Chuckler, the L Trilogy, which is still probably one of the greatest feuds they've had in the UFC. Mm. Um, just because that got them a lot of attention in the Ultimate Fighter, just shot them off into the moon, essentially. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Russell definitely was uh, into his MMA. And the build-up to this one kind of made sense, sort of, in a way. I mean, there's two guys who clearly don't like each other and they just wanted to beat the shit out of each other and they found a way for the powers that beat WWF to go, aye, go yeah. for it. Okay, it's basically but, the two legit fighting guys going yeah. out. Yeah. I, 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 the first thing I wrote down is Ken Shamrock is effing enormous. He's a beast, isn't he? Especially at this point. He, he really is. Um, he is terrifying. Blackman's kind of terrifying, but on that sort of silent assassin kind of way. Jesus, yeah. I mean, he's not head cheese yet, is he? But he's still like, at this point, no. he's like, oh, he's really scary. But like, um, where they put the ring, it's like tucked in off to one side behind the entranceway mm-hmm. sort of thing. And like, it feels like when it starts, the camera crew are like, oh, that's where the ring is. Because this... <laughs> Like it's only until I think about halfway through, like someone realizes they can like, kind of go on top and get like a like a top down view of the ring. Yeah, and I it's don't like know what was going on. one tiny section of the crowd seems to be like really brilliantly placed, so they can see like they get like a great view of the match where no one else can see it at all. It's um, what's <laughs> the other one, one that was? Was it Owen Hart? No, who was in that other one? That was like in the back somewhere, like downstairs in the back room. Is that a Lions Den match? Oh, are you talking about the um? The fight where they basically surrendered the cars. Because that, was, that was Blackman no, Shamrock as well. Ring of Steel. Yeah, Ring of Steel. There you go. Was there another like cage match or something prior to this? Prior to this? Uh, mm. I don't know. There was, um, oh, that was Owen Hart and Shamrock. Was No. Was it Owen Hart and Ken Shamrock in the dungeon match? They had a dungeon match between that was Shamrock it, dungeon match. and Owen Hart. It's fully loaded at 98. Then you oh, had right. the Lions Den match at SummerSlam '98. That wasn't in the arena; it was in the like the theatre hall thing. It was in the theatre upstairs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I thought okay. it was somewhere else. And then, yeah. And then they had the Iron Circle match with Blackman and Shamrock. It fully loaded '99, and that's okay. led to this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they kind of think they've done it before, but they haven't had the ring like out in the arena. So it feels like it's mm-hmm. they they want to put it out there, but not put it next to the proper ring. Because then yeah, you get into the old WCW two ring conundrum. <laughs> yes, indeed. So this match kind of goes the way you think it is. Blackman starts off getting the upper hand because he's stashed a pair of nunchucks in his trousers. <laughs> just, just think about that sentence. He gets the upper hand starting the match with nunchucks. Yeah, actually, well, you would if the opportunity was there. A fair play. He, he busts yeah. out some moves with him, doesn't he? He's, he's all he flicking does. them around, his, like he's swinging them around and getting them under his armpit and stuff. Like, okay, right, that looks real. Oh dear. Yep, this looks pretty bad. And at one point, Blackman thinks he's done enough to get out and he goes to the door and the referee's going, no, you've not killed him yet. Do more. <laughs> yeah, you haven't killed him enough? Yeah, the rules are, like, it's no it's no pin, no submission. So I assume it's you have to get out of the ring. But like yeah. you say, the ref just yeah. kind of goes, nah, nah. He's, no deep he, pal. He's, 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 not done, he's not done it yet. Just go. No. It's not the finish time yet. Go back and beat him again. <laughs> But the ring does um, have the kind of vibe about the, um, you know, the kind of trampolines you get in people's gardens with the big things yeah, on the side. Yeah, yeah, it does yeah, a yeah. bit. Yeah, it's not. It quite has that the vibe sort of, to it. It's not quite the octagon that I think maybe you would see later on in UFC no. and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it all sounds yeah. a bit rickety, and it all sounds like a little bit like they put up real quick 
10 minutes before yeah. the show finished. Yeah, it's something um, you probably train in, but not sort of have a full fight yeah. in. But, you know, <laughs> they, they, there's a lot of waffling with the weapons and there's like lots of um, yeah. action and then the bell rings and Shamrock wins? Yep, he twats Blackman in the head of the candlestick and at that point, Blackman is deemed to be knocked out and Shamrock yeah. leaves the cage. Yeah, well, he just runs up the side and jumps on the top and goes like, yeah, well, yes. Screams like a maniac. Yeah, because that's what... That, Shamrock when he kind of goes he loses it and goes mental that was always good that was yeah so we now move on to the second half of the show and I think this is really the business half of the show this is where the meaty topics are being battled and mm-hmm. up first we have a love her or leave her street fight sorry Greenwich mm-hmm. street fight apologies Greenwich street fight <laughs> I just heard it uh, when he did when I think um, thinking answer I thought he said it's time for the dreaded street fight and I was like wow that sounds <laughs> awesome <laughs> That sounds brilliant. Oh, wait, Greenwich. Oh, okay, sorry, yeah. It's not so sexy. A so, dreaded street fight. Sounds like, whoa, what are they going to do in this one? This is the sort of ongoing storyline of Tess just wanting to date Stephanie McMahon and the McMahons being like, no, we don't we don't want that. So this was the latest roadblock. Shane McMahon basically said, okay, if you can beat me in a street fight, I will leave you two alone. But if you lose, you have to break up. Again, objectifying the woman to being an object yes, to win as opposed to having any kind of... Basically means agency. that Stephanie can't make any decision at all about oh. being a grown adult woman as to who she dates without her brother getting involved in it yeah. and there being a match based on it. I don't and forget she'll get married shortly after being drugged and you yeah, know, exactly. take to her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then be fine with that. Be fine yeah, with but, that. But, but by the time we get to Armageddon, she's like, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, it's fine. It's the mighties, isn't it? No one cares. So, Test, I forgot who over Test was at this time. This was his moment, wasn't it? This was his biggest, probably his biggest to be match, I would say. Yeah. Oh, easy, yeah. Yeah. Easy. Certainly, this and into the, the Triple H stuff is probably like peak Test. Yep. And I think, this is the first, I think this is the first edition of Shame McMahon is absolutely fucking batshit insane. <laughs> <laughs> but this is like the period of time where you could believe that Shane would be a match for these guys. Well, I think Test is kind of his level. Yeah. No, I mean, you mm. had this conversation, didn't we, Cam? Like, we did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep, keep to your level, keep it believable, at least the right person won. It's when Shane yeah. McMahon's going toe-to-toe with established wrestlers and coming mm. out on top, I think it's Like, ridiculous. say, The Undertaker in yeah. a Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. <laughs> Why was that Hell in a Cell match not a two-minute squash match? You know, yeah. he's 50-something-year-old yeah. Shane McMahon who hasn't wrestled in 10 years against one of the best wrestlers ever, but yet The Undertaker struggles to beat him because he's Shane McMahon, he's so good. No, he's not. He's never. He was never any good. He just no. does some things. It does get to the point more recently that essentially Shane is physically in a match Vince by proxy. Yes, he is because basically it's all the stuff point, that yeah. Vince would want to do, but can't because he's too old. So now yeah. Shane does it. But the tragic part is Shane's getting too old. Well, he was <laughs> yeah. the same age as Vince when Vince was doing all this stuff. Like, how old yeah. was Vince this year when he fought Triple H? And I bet you'll be very close to Shane's current age. Well, hold on. Hold on. How old's Vince McMahon now? 407. How old is Vince <laughs> McMahon? There's been a lot of on-air research during the show. This is brilliant. Vince like McMahon it. is 76 years old as it stands well, when's now. When's his birthday? The 24th of August, 1945 is when he was born. Right. right. Shane so- is 52 this year so if we take yeah I mean what Shane's going to be like 20 years what, back 30 actually it's, 
Yeah. During this? So, so terrifying. Vince have been in 99 then, so... 54 or something? Well, 99, you're, you're taking, off, you're taking off 22 years, so what, 54? So it's very close, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it is. That's weird. Mm, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I did like the, um, in the promo, you see in Tess just killing all of the Mean Street Posse. <laughs> yes, in different ways. For the Mean Street Posse of just so one gets a neck injury, one gets his, his ankle done, and one gets his arm done. But they, they they still come out, and they've got like a sofa at ringside with lamps and champagne <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> Which strange. Jr. rightfully says, "How do they know they were going to be there with a the sofa?" Hey, look at this. Yeah, who didn't know that they were going to be here? There's a couch. Oh, look at that. Yeah, there's a couch here. Oh, this don't smell right. Hey, look at that. So this kind of goes the way you would think it. A lot of interference with the policy trying to get in Tess's way and Tess just absolutely waffling them. You mean when they pull out a Mean Street Posse mailbox that just happens to be next to the <laughs> <Yeah>. ring? <laughs> yes. I think the, the biggest hit that Tess gives out in this match is not for Shane and not for any of the posse. There's one moment where he big boots the ref by accident, and oh, holy yes. hell, that yeah, looks rough. That he is. Have a question. question. Why did they do a ref bump with a street fight? Because the they're I don't know. I can't explain they're that not. one. But like the ref's up in about two minutes later. He's like back and shouting out the posse and stuff. Yeah, but um, you could you could probably tell Tess shoe size by the side of that guy's head. <laughs> <laughs> it's just well, like, oh baby, that that's just rough. after like the. Um, uh, McMahon, uh, Shane does like the kind of that corkscrew moonsault from the top rope and lands on his knees. Yes. Oh, like that looked rough as well. But my my, my problem with this my, with testing this match is like there's a big thing about how like you know they they battered his ribs. He comes out with his ribs taped up, and I don't remember him selling his ribs once during the entire match. No, well, no, because he was uh, the power of wanting to murder Shane McMahon took over, and the pain didn't mean anything. Yeah, but even like they did the top rope through the Spanish announcers table. Like, there's no kind of like, like I am a ribs at all. Like, it's you not imagine solved. trying to do that spot in modern WWE. You have to break like eight tables. <laughs> well, the team you get through all the languages. True. <laughs> oh, why does no one, no one ever did that? Did they? No one ever did that. An entire ten minutes of match going. He's just power bombed him through the Russian. <laughs> yeah, he's going to power bomb him through the Chinese. Just repeatedly destroys through all the tables. There going, Fernaki's there marking out because he's on camera. And this one goes out to our viewers in Mozambique. Because <laughs> he's powerbombing him through your announce table now. It's like, it's like a universal song contest gone wrong. Yeah, <laughs> just go through all the judges, just wiping them all out. <laughs> uh, there's, there's, there's lots of shenanigans. The Stooges yeah. come out to take it's, out the posse. It's basically a four-on-one match. Yeah. yeah. And essentially ends with Test just murdering <laughs> per Shane after murdering the Stooges and the entire a, Mean Street Posse like Shane, Shane is like not in the middle of the ring and Tess goes up to like the furthest corner the furthest corner away from him to go to the top rope but I'm thinking that's a long way for Tess to jump isn't it come on yeah. but to be fair to him he makes it with a big elbow just out of curiosity um, he won the match with the big elbow and was that Randy Savage's finishing yeah yeah, yeah. it was and who's he winning over Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon. No, he's not winning Shane McMahon over. He's oh, well, dead. Oh, you got the connection. I'm getting that. Mm-hmm. A sly one, Al. I like it. <laughs> so all is right with the world. Tess can continue to pork Stephanie for now. 
until Triple H drugs out so he can do that himself. Yeah. Yep. And we move on to the next video package, which is building up our next match for the WWF Tag Team Championship. The strange team of Kane and X-Pac versus Undertaker and Paul Bearer. Sorry, Undertaker and Big Show. Jesus. Undertaker and Paul Bearer. That would be an amazing. Amazing. Did anybody notice at the beginning of the promo video leading this match that uh, Big Show had clearly stolen a pair of Hercules' trunks? Yes, because <laughs> they were yeah, they, they were of, right um, up there. Yes, <laughs> as, as OSW review call it, hungry bum. <laughs> this, 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 hungry way too much big bum. show and show there. I'm sure he's just will be familiar with some promo cuts. I think not long before this match on Raw, uh, when Undertaker's burying somebody in the desert or something like that. Oh God! Have you said oh, he yeah, was he's, yeah, he's like he has to come back. To him, and three days later, he came back on a bike with snakeskin boots yeah, and all that's this. The one. That's, that's, that's the, the one. one. Yeah, yeah. It makes zero sense. And why you would know, you even do this? For all, for all we see, wrestling is great. Sometimes it's completely dumb. <laughs> well, yeah. But, I mean, I, I, I maintain to this day, regarding the big show, the WF had no idea what to do with it. Correct. Hmm. Absolutely not a clue what to do with them. I and this is what? We're in six months into. Paul White's uh, WWE. He's already had four turns or something, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, he's already turned on McMahon. He's back being a heel. And he'll be a face at Survivor Series. He will, yeah. Wow. And then a heel uh, by the Royal Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then it's just like, it's just weird. Um, yeah, like, Taker hasn't even got the good Ministry of Darkness undertaking music, has he? It's no, just weird. This music, this music I like this. I'm with Al. I love this music when oh, they came out. It, it just fits them perfectly. It's just two skinny men who are going to come and kick the shit out of you. It's not the proper Ministry one, though. I'm not arguing that point. I'm just saying objectively, this one is great. It's not the ministry one. The ministry one is know. far better. It's great. Nothing is great. No, no is for, great. What we, for what we had, this is fine. Nothing is great. But also, you see the uh, the saddest sight in the world, which is the Spanish announcers trying to commentate with no table. <laughs> <laughs> I always wish they would like get a little folding table out. <laughs> yeah, because like the monitors are on the floor. They're holding the papers in their lap. It looks really awkward. It's like, come on, just get like there's probably like about fifteen tables under that ring. Let's just get one of them out for the lads. Come on. Maybe maybe there's like guns shy off going. Hey, if we set another table up, they'll go through it. So if we don't set another table up, they'll leave us alone. We'll be fine. Yeah, we'll be fine. The entire story of this match is really how Xbox got a lot of heart because he's in there with like three absolute heaving monster guys. Yeah, but hey, he can still do them crazy karate kicks. Well, he can, he can do them kicks, guy. He? he does them kicks. Oh yeah. Yep. It was also kind of weird to kind of go back and see, like, remember, like, oh yeah, Undertaker used to be really mobile and agile, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, but he's, like, bit... he's he's absolutely riddled with injuries at this point in life. Yeah. It seems crazy, isn't when, it? But like, when is he, when is he, he never riddled with injuries? Yeah, but I think <laughs> this was one of the periods of time in Undertaker's career where he's like properly like, breaking down. Yeah, oh, I think he, he's, he's not, not, he's not, not forgiven. 
Yeah, I was going to say he's not long to go until he disappears and only comes back at Judgment Day 2000. Well, oh, actually, God. a little fact for you. Da, 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 da. Da, da, da. He's, reco- he's recovering from a groin injury, and the groin injury heals around December time. Yeah. And he has a tag team match in Puerto Rico. Right. Uh, and that's where he does his shoulder in, and then has to take the rest of the time off until Judgment Day. Right. Huh. Who's he tagged with in Puerto Rico? I'm glad you asked. Have a guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it a big show? No. Is it uh, Kane? No, come on, come on. Let me let me let me have a think. Uh, Is it ham and pineapple? (laughs) (laughs) Is it? Oh wait, I think I know this. Is it viscera? It's viscera. Well done. There we go. Oh my god! It was only going to be one of the two, wasn't it? (laughs) No one viscera's reputation for being clumsy idiot it's probably like no it's probably like his shoulder broke because Viscera tagged him in or something like that no, no Undertaker walked to the ring with Viscera on his shoulders <laughs> yeah. I'm just picturing that now it's just like this like massive a... popping noise and then that was it mm. yeah. like so how, oh, he was it um, Prince Debit would come to the ring on the back of what's his name Bad Luck Fally oh, Bad Luck Fally yeah <laughs> just that with Viscera on top of Undertaker instead <laughs> Oh I can't get that picture out of my head. So, as you may guess, this match really didn't have much to it. And in the end, darkness prevails and The Undertaker and Big Show win the Tag Team Championship belts. But they yeah. don't seem to really be in agreement as to no. how... The storyline is, is he, wants, he wants Big Show to show his dominance and how good he is, and he can't finish off X-Pac, can he? So Undertaker tags himself in all pissed off and just tombstones him to hell, doesn't he? <laughs> he just kills him. Pretty much. <laughs> Speaking of the Taker Tombstone, did we see that video a while ago of like the uh, the Undertaker Tombstones yes. when he first started doing the gimmick, and he's literally are, killing people, like he's murdering men so in the unsafe, <laughs> just dropping them straight on their head or leaping and dropping them. There. Oh, it's vicious! I'm glad he learned it's to do it safely. Yes, he did. So we then cut to Jesse Ventura running down the final member of the Triple Threat match in Stone Cold, who basically just tells him, fuck off now and leaves. It's got to be in the middle of the ring. Yes, that's it. <laughs> middle of Remember the ring. That fact. It's um, all about then, the ring. We then, <laughs> we then go to a match that I refuse to acknowledge existed. Yeah, as we <laughs> sort of alluded to earlier, the the rock has fallen off a bit of a cliff towards the end of ninety nine. <laughs> yep. And when you have is, uh, the Mister Ass music coming out for the Rock's opponent, I I, could, I had completely forgotten about that Mister Ass music as well. I'm an ass man. Yeah, I'm an ass man. Yeah! I have always remembered it purely because of. Yeah, how can you forget that soon? Purely, purely because of a, a storyline that ran through Carlo Wrestling a little while ago, many years ago. <laughs> oh no! And, and the slight adaption of that song. Please, please explain. Well, explain um, off the podcast. Yes. <laughs> okay. So this is this is a match where where the the loser has to kiss the other person's bum, which is a weird <laughs> stipulation to begin with. But Mister Ass one ups it by saying, "Rock, if you lose this match, you're not kissing my ass." You're kissing hers, and a gigantic blob appears. Well, I just want to do this. Even if she's not, I don't want to be cruel, but even if she's not the most attractive woman, surely the majority of heterosexual males would still rather kiss that than a man's bottom, surely. I don't know. I mean, if the band is Mr. Ass, he's probably got a really nice bottom, so... (laughs) 
<laughs> well, they did a storyline on Raw where where Rock sneakily um, switched his ass oil for poison ivy. Ha oh, ha ha! What a storyline oh, that was! Fucking Christ! Uh, <laughs> but my thing with it is like the, when he kind of unveils it, you kind of expect like it to be because he's like, oh, it's a big surprise. You expect it to be like the surprise not to be, oh, it's a random woman who nobody recognizes. Like they yeah, couldn't even got like debuted a few months before. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. they couldn't even got like May Young or somebody for it or something. You know what I mean? Because like no, May Young was doing, to... uh, would come up for anything at some point, wouldn't she? So they had to save that treat for the Rumble. That's probably a fair point. But like, yeah, something like that where they could have had like a little bit of kind of like pizzazz to put in the sheet off rather than being just like uh. <laughs> the pizzazz in the ass. Is that what we're going for here? Well, you know, that's what we're here for. So this match is nothing special because no, I think not, not a single person in the arena believed that Mr. Ass was going to win. No, you're effectively getting the a red hot rock going up against one of the most disappointing King of the Ring winners in the history of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, there's a reason why Edge has that promo in a couple of years time going, you know, well, I want Billy Gunn this title. Uh-oh. I just want to tell you because we, um, you know, can you name me another disappointing King of the Ring winner? Mabel. Yeah. <laughs> Straight in. <laughs> Straight in. Straight in those are like the two worst ones. Everyone like remembers those. You know, 95 and 99. It's just yeah. like not great. I know as well. Um, I don't know if it's just on the network, but we get like a little bleep where I think it's a swear from The Rock, which is a bit weird. And badass oh, yeah. gone right here oh. in front of us. That's one way to revive I guess. Oh, oh, oh. God almighty. I, I, I kind of almost wish they censored this entire match just with a black <laughs> bar. <laughs> it's just the way that it's like, kind of going, it's it's a pretty substandard wrestling match. And then even mm-hmm. then, the actual gimmick thing kind of comes into it before the match is even finished. It just forms part of the finish. The whole reason you're doing this match is not even paid off because it happens at the finish. Yeah, it's done by that yeah, time. It's, so yeah, that's probably enough about this match. No one gives yeah, two the, shits the about it. Will go on to great, the, the Rock will spend the rest of the night now going to bigger and better things like yes. shoving British Bulldog into piles of dog food. Oh, God. <laughs> it feels like it's kind of a thing to kind of go, oh, like, you know, the Rock's heart, the, he, he's popular. We'll put Billy Gunn with him because mm-hmm. we kind of, you know, we, we feel like there's something, yeah, there's something there with him and that will kind of get him over as like a kind of a bigger star and it's like, lies. No. <laughs> it's another hold him with the what um, Billy got to work with Austin but Austin shot it down I don't, I don't know. know I mean I wouldn't well, Austin shot a lot of people down yeah I was going to say Austin yeah. you know, mm. Jarrett he wouldn't want to work with Mark Mero he didn't want to work with um, I think this was I well, remember Owen rightly was well Owen Hart was okay apparently originally but then yeah yeah I, I think this was coming to the main event Triple H who we didn't really want to work with no we're <laughs> going to touch on this who we didn't really well at least he didn't want to drop the title to no, no. yeah so how are we going to get around that we cut to our main event, which is a triple threat match for the WWF Championship, Stone Cold against Mankind, against Triple H. And of course, we have to cover our special guest referee, Jesse Ventura, who comes to the ring, yep. grabs the microphone and cuts a political promo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he does he's a little Because he is yeah. running for... Um, governor, yeah. Governor, isn't he, of Minnesota, and which he did actually get. If you want to lose some time in your life and never get back, I suggest you YouTube the Jesse Ventura story. It's one of the most unintentionally hilarious biopics you will ever see. Wow. 
That's uh, does he mention his um, tag team show with uh, Roddy Piper? I don't remember, but it's it's quite <laughs> incredible what you see. My my, my highlight of the opening bit was like because you see, I think it's uh, Mick and uh, Triple H get like a little backstage walk to the arena. Oh yeah, I like that. And you see, but you see, like Mankind's walking down, he just kind of waves off, waves somebody off to one side. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who he's waving to. He's like, Hi, yeah, probably yeah. <laughs> he's probably waving to his uh, little brain cells he's about to lose in this match via concussion he's like uh, someone doing the red carpet walk coming down to like a premiere for a film like, hi hi yeah yeah and out he goes and then he's down to the ring <laughs> um, do we want to have a little bit of news about uh, from the time about Jesse Ventura's appearance in reference to what he says at the start of the match yes Ooh, go on There's a lot of media saying that I'm a disgrace for being here. But I'll tell you this, I'm proud I'm a wrestler, I'm proud I was a wrestler, and I'm proud to be here tonight. I've just dug up here the Chicago Tribune from August the 20th, 1999. Um, wow. So was that a couple of days before? Was that on the day? Uh, I don't know. We've done a lot of research tonight. Well, I like on, it. on the podcast, yeah. Uh, we have here. This week, Minnesotans received the largest tax rebate checks in state history. On Sunday, Minnesota Governor Jesse Ventura will step into a wrestling ring for what may be one of the largest private paydays ever for a sitting uh, elected official. The uh, two are unrelated except for the first event may dispose the citizenry to be more tolerant of the second. Stone Cold Steve Austin, in inverted commas, this one, will defend his championship at the World Wrestling Federation's Summer Slam. But the featured match is clearly former pro wrestler Jesse The Body versus his critics. The governor will return to the ring as a guest referee, earning <laughs> at least $100,000 plus royalties that pro wrestling insiders speculate could top $1 million. Through the governor, though, ah, though the governor says he will donate the hundred thousand pound fee to charity, two complaints filed this week say he's illegally profiting from his position as governor. Ventura's press secretary calls the notion nonsensical. Ventura, mm. who left the National Governors Association meeting in St. Louis last week to fly to Rosemont, Illinois, to promote SummerSlam, has not been shy about using his position to hype Sunday's event. In light of where wrestling is today, it's time to bring back some law and order because I rule here, he said at a Minnesota pre-match news conference. In this state, the body rules. Wow. Schultz, <laughs> president of Common Cause Minnesota, believes Ventura is breaking the rules. Schultz well, fired a conflict of interest complaint from the state on Wednesday claiming that Ventura has traded on his office to earn outside income and created future conflicts in issues such as regulation, taxation or subsidy for entertainment within the state. I just want to say, Cam, I'm disappointed you didn't use your voice to read that out. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could do that for the outro or something. It's reserved for YouTube. There you go. This match was... It was good because the crowd were going absolutely mental, but maybe it's just me. It felt very formulaic almost, even with the guest referee. It feels, it always feels a bit weird, triple threats. Mm. I'm never yeah. the biggest fan of triple threats. You've always got to have one guy lying outside the ring for most yeah. of them, even more than triple threat. Them ladder matches are stupid where eight guys have to sell and lie outside the ring for four minutes, whilst the two guys set up some convoluted nine table ladder 
And yeah. <laughs> one person will get knocked out and one other person. It's like SmackDown, but you can only control two characters. Exactly. And the rest of yeah. us are just... It's, you know, your attention span's only... Like, there might be eight guys in the match, but your attention span's only ever going to be on two, on it. Yeah. And... I think the the gold star for triple threat matches, and I will argue as to my grave, is the one. T- yes, yep. Which that one? is the unbreakable, unbreakable. five. Uh, Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels, and AJ Styles—the absolute gold star of what a triple threat match should look like. Well, I believe that the best triple threat match in WWE. Uh, I know people like the Benoit one, but we don't mention that. No, yeah. it's not. Venge, I want to say Vengeance 2002 was a Kurt Angle Rock and Undertaker. Have Ooh. I got that right? Uh, yeah, oh. probably sounds about right. Sounds about weird. the right time. Yeah. Um, that was a pretty yeah, I think I read that as well. I it's, can't. I can't remember what event it is, but and I know it's it's a really weird one to throw in there, but there'll be reasons. It, I think it's D'Lo Brown versus Farouk versus Crush. Wow, so the, the, that's the nation explodes, isn't it? Like the yeah, 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 yeah. It's, 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 it's Los Bariquas versus the nation versus DOA. The and biggest like split in history. But the thing about it is, they obviously haven't quite established the formula of a triple threat match yet. You know, I th- this whole thing about, oh, one guy stays on the outside and sells for a couple of minutes while the other two guys wrestle and then you swap over. That's yeah. not quite been established. So it's essentially just the three of them brawling the fuck out of each other for 10 mm. minutes. And it's really good <laughs> for that reason. It's that you, I was expecting it when I first sort of came across it. I was there going, oh, this is going to just be like, oh, we're closing. And it doesn't. It never happens. There's never a moment where one of them's outside the ring. It's always all three of them in the ring at the, at the same time. But this is interesting. Um, if you can find it, I can't remember what event it's at. It's sometime in 97. Right, I think I can work it out. It's an in your house in '97. Right, SummerSlam. When, when did it? It's whenever Rocky and that joined the nation and Mustafa Kemal was non Survivor Series. I would hazard a guess about July '97. Try to Google it. Hold on. Which. Um, hang on, don't tell me what July '97 was because I should know it. No, that's Canadian Stampede, so it wouldn't be that. It would be maybe Ground Zero? Possibly, possibly. I can't find it. Just Actually, I think it's before. No, I think it's before Ground Zero. I've yeah. just tried to Google it, but it's not happening. Never mind. The one, the one before the King of the Ring. No, because Chris, Chris is a member in King of the Ring. Hmm. I, think, I think it could be Ground Zero. Yeah, it sounds about right. It's really good. Anyway, this triple threat match. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I don't know. It's it's it, you know as we as we've already alluded to the Stone Cold did drop the belt, but my God, he did not drop it to Triple H. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> he did. By hook or by crook. And even though yeah. it, it's like this was the sort of start of Austin's sort of major injury problem. This is you know the start of why he was ruled out of for a good year in the end of 99 into 2000 yeah mm. you know and they had to try and like find new guys and they were just I think they just were very very lucky in the you know as of a few months that Austin has to take time out but they still you know you got your Triple H your Rocks your Taker coming back Mankind and things like that and then you've got like the four guys coming over from WCW 
Yeah. Kurt um, Angle's coming in soon as well. Kurt Angle's, you know, going to be here soon. They, they're very, very lucky that Austin, that, you know, not that Austin tried to take time out, but that there was people pretty much ready to yeah. jump in. The roster they had behind yeah. it was, they, they, yeah, they, um, they, even though like Austin's like, you know, like, like a game changer at this point, like they can still have people in who can kind so of you know, it was ground zero. fill the gap. Hey, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I think it's 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 really telling that back in '99, where they didn't have anywhere near the size of roster they have now, that losing one of their main stars wasn't a big problem because they already had no. eight to ten people ready to go. Whereas now they lose one of the major stars and they don't have no they have no idea what to do because they have oh, no stars. Well, day one, when Roman Reigns went out, didn't he? Yep. Yeah. I know, I know that was on the day of the actual, you know, the event. They, that, they hit the panic button and went with uh, Brock. Yeah. Because they don't have anyone there of the thousands upon thousands of people it feels like they have yeah, in their system. You, you can, no one's ready. You can work for years and years and years and get to the top of the card in WWE, but as soon as basically Brock Lesnar needs to squash someone and get a title, that's you fucked. Yep. Pretty much. Brock Lesnar to come on down to the ring and smash Xavier Woods' crown over his head and claim to be the king of the ring because he might as well just get a hat trick of destroying all three members of the new day all they needed. yeah well he already killed Kofi back in the Beast in the East didn't he that was when the first yep. slaughter was well yeah, yeah that was before like Kofi had a fucking world title let's <laughs> remember the build up to that people doing like uh, was it the Simpsons picture of like t- today's yes. um the funeral of Kofi Kingston. No, no, today beats in East, tomorrow Kofi Kingston's funeral, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kofi's just... age. The build up to it was hysterical, but yeah, there, when they squashed him with the belt, that made no sense. No, but again, it's goes back to the, 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 the belt's not the product, the, the, the show and the product is the, is the content. It's the brand's the thing, it, yeah. The brand's the thing. I thank you, fella. I was trying to get there, but I wasn't obviously being able to do that with the yeah. board. Well, yeah. Do you know what Coffee Kingston's good at? Nothing. I'm pineapple. He's <laughs> he's very he's very good at getting himself out of like strange predicaments, like in the Royal Rumble and stuff. Well, but, yeah. Do you know who's not good at getting themselves out of strange predicaments when they fall over the ropes? Still the called Steve Sheik. Austin. That'll be Austin then. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I'd segue into that one nicely. Oh, it's very good, it's, Al. it's it's lovely. I remember the episode of Stone Cold's um, podcast where he describes this moment it's not really obvious in the network cut I noticed fair play I don't know yeah I don't know the actual when it aired what it was like but fair play to the cameraman for not showing Stone Cold basically hanging himself by his legs on the rope (laughs) yeah and Triple H who to be fair to him could easily by the fact that obviously he's not losing you know Austin's basically made it clear he's not dropping the title to him could have easily made Austin look like a tit for that yeah (laughs) wasn't there another one with like um Austin's on the corner and he kind of falls forward and his, his uh, leg brace kind of gets attached to the rope and he can't get up. Uh, Triple H has got to come over and rescue him from that one as well. Stone Cold is a really terrible habit of just falling <laughs> over. <laughs> this, this could be the first time Austin wears the double knee brace, you know. Ah. I'm not sure on that one. Because like, they do a big knee injury angle at the end. So I think, isn't he like got knee, knee, knee problems at the moment anyways? Well, if he does, he's got neck problems. Yeah, because I know, like, the Survivor Series, when he gets run over, that's to kind of take him out for the neck surgery and that sort of stuff. Yeah, because his neck's completely a stack of dimes by that point. Too. Yeah. But yeah, the fact that, like, that's one of the highlights in the triple threat match, I think, is quite compelling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, it's, it's well. just, it just follows a typical kind of, like, Austin, 
you know, this sort of period of time where it was just like, yeah, um, mm-hmm. step down the aisle, brawl up the aisle, into the crowd. Yeah. That kind of rolling chaos that kind of just rolls yeah, around the ring sort of like thing. this kind of whirlwind of chaos. And Mick, like, when you see Mankai come to the ring, he, he, he looks like he's limping and he's not quite 100%. Yeah, it's, it's, it's three broken men having a fight. <laughs> well, I think, like, yeah. Triple H is fairly injury-free. He's fucking kind of early doors at the minute. Isn't he? mm. He's well, he had this big knee injury a couple of years ago, didn't he? I remember him being like on with DX when he was on crutches and stuff, or for, for a big period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big... So I think like, and obviously this is like the start of the big Triple H era, isn't it? This kind of well, the next night. I oh suppose. god, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is like you know we are what less than six months away from, as we said, from the wedding of Stephanie. Yeah, yep. he's you know. Just under six months away from the 2000 Royal Rumble in the Street Fighter yeah. Caps Jack. He'll be in the WrestleMania main event next year. Yeah, he will yeah. be. Aye, next year, that yeah. four way. He switched for his trunks. He's not got the trousers anymore and he's got his My Time music. It's very much like that next evolution of the character, isn't it? The Three Bull yeah. Assassin kind of thing. Does he much. have the train mail for this? Yes. Yeah. Yes. He comes he out with that. Yeah. Not quite in the Scott Steiner vein. That's four yeah. years away. <laughs> well, let's, let's just explain that. Not quite the finish, but. Um, you might have to correct me on this who does Triple H waffle with a chair is it Austin that's after the match after the match he just bows no, who's him who's he, who's he waffled during the match with the chair um, he, he waffles Mankind outside and Jess is yeah. like what yeah. what are you doing yeah, I, there's, there's a bit where he gets him in the ring and he says he's not counting he like walks off doesn't he yeah, yeah, yeah he, he kind of sits in the corner you know, yeah. and, and goes yeah well, you're out of here well you see the problem was it wasn't because he used the chair it's because he looked and Mankind was clearly like three metres on one side and five metres on the other side and it's he not was in, not in the middle yep. of the ring. So he <laughs> exactly was not the ring. because he was not in the middle of the ring like he promised, he was too far to the left. In the so middle that's, that's, of that's the, the scenario. There's a bit earlier where, like, um, uh, where Jess... It, he ejects China from the ring and he basically walks it down the aisle. And like as he's doing that, like, there's like bodies flying all around him but the rest is like fighting... To like to like the entrance way, and then he ejects China. I think I, I think it's Triple H from Mankind down there fighting, and he just turns around and runs back to the ring because, like, mm. like you say, like he's not refereeing outside of the ring; he's refereeing in the ring, in the middle of the ring. That's where the referee's going to happen, totally. and he just like, completely ignores the two of them out out out, out by the entryway. Just kind of jogs back to the ring. Goes right. This is where I'm refereeing. That's what I'm paid to do tonight. Is referee what's inside the ring? Would it not have been funnier to have Jesse Ventura referee the uh, Bossman Al Snow match? <laughs> he would, no, he would just stay in the ring, wouldn't he? Like, where are you going? Just, just like, various, no, just various, like going around the entire city of, in, in Minnesota, and then just like kind of like just lots of pinfall attempts everywhere in the city, and Jesse Ventura going, nah, 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 nope, nope. He could have done some campaigning while she was out and about, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah some babies yeah. or something. Out. If they if they started the match, they go into the bar, and Jess was just in there drinking. And they yep. were like, and they do a ref bump, and he's like, "I'll ref," and then he just carries on refereeing the rest of the night. That'd have been great. But also, I, um, I talked about like you know they bleeped a swear word from the rock earlier. There's a couple of bleeps in this one. I think um, there's like an f bomb, Triple H drops to mankind, but they they bleep that out. I mean, look at this, a spinning leg lock into a flip over. Wow. And now mankind and Helmsley now. He goes to pin Triple H, and he's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" But then, <laughs> like, um, the the spot with Austin falls over the ropes, that happens because um, Shane McMahon comes down and Jess throws him over the top rope. And then Jesse leans over the top rope and goes, That's right for your old man, you little bastard! 
and they don't bleep that at all like that's kept in that's completely fine but over the other all the other swear words are apparently too much yeah you can call mm. somebody a bastard but you can't <laughs> use the f-bomb or the s-bomb no no, no that's no. naughty so mankind is your new wwf champion jesse's done his job he's a way back to i don't know Money. <laughs> he just goes isn't he like the he match is finished leaves. now because my job here is done because the, the match is finished therefore I'm not a referee anymore so therefore I'm going um, the last image we have is a Triple H standing over a fallen stone cold who has just waffled his knee into uh, extinction into mush yeah, yeah pretty much yeah it's... and you notice the um, that Dur- Durin said waffling the crowd start chanting for Jesse and I'm like you got no chance fellas he's easy he's, he's, yeah. he's, like, he's gone he's in the bar he's, he's, he's finishing yep. the shower he's Gears he's, packed, he's, he's gone. Uh, he's shaking hands, getting his pay, leaving. Yeah, he is. He is out of that arena. He's, he can't hear nothing right now, pals. Don't chat. Do, don't do that chanting. And that is how SummerSlam 1999 comes to a close. Yeah, um, a fun show. Okay, it's good fun. There's nothing like. There's only a few moments of it being just a yeah. bit terrible. Like the women's match is kind of awful. <laughs> yeah. Ending yeah. of the women's um, just like uh, the tag team turmoil kind of dies a death when it's not the Hardys and Edge and Christian in there. Or, or Midian yeah. Viscera. And Midian yes. Viscera. Midian Viscera. Or Hammond yeah. um, and <laughs> What a tag team name that would be. <laughs> exactly. Um, it should be the new uh, name. Here we go. Henry Godwin and <laughs> she's trying to do it. Pineapples in Jamaica. Um, there you go. There's oh God! Pineapple, pineapple tag team. Jesus Christ! Oh, God. Oh, no, wouldn't team. um no oh God, Kona Crash would be the pineapple. It could be yes. It could oh be. yeah, yeah, it'd be cr- crushing Midian together. Because uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure did he have pineapples on his gear when he was Kona Crush? Yeah, he did. Yes. He did when he was there you go. face, obviously. Not when he there was heel, because that would just be a bit ridiculous. <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. Um, <laughs> you know, try to be really deadly, deadly serious, dastardly heel, and you've got a big massive pineapple on your chair. <laughs> oh, wow. God. I'd pay to see that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> so I'll take that. It's come to the time that everyone loves. Where does SummerSlam 1999 make it onto the table? Right. Uh, Shall I tell let's... you the the other SummerSlams we've done where they sit on yes. the board? Go for it. Yeah. Go right. For it. So bottom to the top, um, the first, the lowest SummerSlam. He says, trying to find it. Ninety three. Ninety three at position number twenty two. And then the next SummerSlam is SummerSlam. Is it 2002? 2002 at number four. Which is at no, number no, four. No, no. no. That's no at number four. In 2002. It's no one year that. But what, what's the pit view after SummerSlam 93? The one after no. 93 is Survivor Series 1990. Oh, I don't think it's better than that either. <laughs> so the one below SummerSlam 93 is Survivor Series 1988. And after that? After that, it's the Royal Rumble 1989. Oh, Jesus. And after that? WrestleMania oh, wow. 5 oh god these are all these old things all in a row that I'm too nostalgic for yeah. <laughs> be oh, here we go well, here we go after WrestleMania 5 is the Great American Bash 1989 oh I'll put it above that then there we go <laughs> that'll put it above WrestleMania 4 just to clarify that as well oh <laughs> and the no, wrestling fine. classic I, I think it's I think it's safe to say that SummerSlam 1999 is better than TNA's first pay-per-view Totally. Like, yes, that goes without saying. It's better than the brawl for all. It's probably better than Lethal Lottery because it involves more yep. than like three people. It's better than greed. It's better than greed. It's better than World War Three because it doesn't have a convoluted three ring shite setup. 
Wow. Halloween Havoc 96. Mm. Oh, are we, are we actually saying that? No, it's better than that. SummerSlam is 32nd. Uh, <laughs> it's better than it. It's more watchable than 83 Starcade 83. Yeah. Yeah. Um, WCW Starcade 1990 Rest of the World Cup. Yeah, I enjoyed it more than that. Um, Starcade 92. Probably involved, I enjoyed it more than Starcade 92. Wrestling Classic, yes, it's wrestling above that. Classic. Dip of WrestleMania that. 4 was that god awful fucking tournament. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, you terrible. Probably enjoyed it more than that. It's climbing up, it's climbing up. Did we see the Great American Bash 89? I don't remember much about the Great American Bash 89. And then we're up to WrestleMania 5. I was putting it below WrestleMania 5. I'd say, yeah. yeah. I'd say in between that American Bash and WrestleMania 5. So, yeah, the mega powers exploding. Yeah, the position, so, <laughs> position 26. As confirmed by the Conquistadors, the SummerSlam 1999 is the 26th best pay per view of, of all time. Of all time. Of there all time. Of all the 37, well, 38 now we've done. I love the fact that despite the fact we've been doing this for about seven years now, the mm-hmm. number one pay-per-view on our list is still the first ever episode we ever did. <laughs> hey, and the second pay- the second place is a New Japan show. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, you know what? You've you that, are, you, I am for yeah, that. Are, you, are you referring to uh, Wrestle Kingdom 8 in Tokyo Dome? Dome! That's the one. That's yes. the one. That's a good show that was. Uh, next was on the list, show. on the docket, on the table, in the order. Let's have a quick look. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's me. It is you. And you know what? I think me, me, and uh, me and Ella are on some kind of crazy wavelength tonight. Oh no! I'm Do you know why? Already. Do you I'm know scared. why? Do you why? know why? Should I tell you why? Should I tell you why? Al, why you and me are on the same wavelength tonight? Oh my god! Oh my god! I've just looked at the table. My pick for the next show was Vengeance 2002. Jesus! Because I read on, I saw something on Twitter saying that had the best triple threat match in WWE history, and I was like, right, let's have a watch of that then. I put it down. I put it down there. And what did you mention just now, Al? That the triple threat match at the main event was one of the best triple threats ever. So let's find out, shall we? Let's find out. Let's find out. 2002. Yeah. Al, I just want to make you aware you are the next pick. Al can do ground zero and then we can look at that paper. Cam thinks he's already got my pick. I know your pick next. I know it. I'm going to surprise you. I'm going to do a Vince Russo swerve. It's, not tur- it's another tournament, isn't it? I'll pick ground zero. Then we could do like those triple threat matches in a row. <laughs> we do it, the triple threat, triple threat. Al, can I just say, can I just say this? Yeah. You're my friend, but if you pick another tournament, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know. There aren't that many more, are there? Oh, sweet Jesus. He's got Hulk Hogan on it. <laughs> we'll save it to the next show. We'll save it to, yes, save it really well. to the next show. But, uh, yeah, so my, my pick is Vengeance 2002 because, yeah, I read that the uh, reasons that main event was really good. So let's have a bit of that, shall we? Is Hogan in a tag team match? He is. Uh, that's why. Because I don't remember him in a singles, but I, I know what he'll be doing. It'll be the, the Canadian thing. Yeah, well, yeah, well, that's the one. Will it, will it be good? Will it? But uh, we'll find out uh, when we'll we reveal the show next time. Yeah. So, yeah, so. Uh, well, wait, when's the might... next round table coming up? The next round table is scheduled for March. And it will be episode 50. Oh, God. Ooh. So we need something special for that one. WrestleMania 9. 
No, <laughs> it's, just, it's oh, not as bad as you think. That's the thing. It is. It is. Shit it, is. Just, it really oh, is. It's not comically bad or anything like that. It's just yes, it is. You it's know, terrible. It's just boring. That's all it it's is. It's awful. It's, it's nothing special, I don't think. But yeah, we need, we need to um, brainstorm what the 50th will be as a celebratory. Well, I'm going to give Phil one last chance for glory. Oh, oh my God. I have I'm ready. selected the chocolate bar. For tonight's cup of coffee. Oh, oh my goodness. Fellas, <laughs> fellas, you get us. Right <laughs> Pressure's on. Do you all want to guess? I, I, I want to let Phil just guess on its own. Can I ask some clarification questions first? Yes. Is it, when you say chocolate bar, is it yeah. like a snack biscuit bar, as in like a penguin? That's not a guess, but I'm just saying that kind of genre of biscuit. Or is it no, like a multi pack? proper chocolate bar like a Mars it, bar it, stick is that it is a proper chocolate bar yes gotcha right I know proper. exactly what this will be no pressure Phil I believe in you I'm 90% I sure think, this is, I know what it's going to be I think Al would go Cadbury's and I'm going to say a picnic oh, oh way off way off the mark Phil way off the mark oh got it what was our winning is, no, it still, uh, is it still a Cadbury's though Al I'm not giving any clues is that a crunchy? It's not crunchy. Ah. Right. I'm going to go proper run up, smacking it, <laughs> toe pump, top bin. Jesus. And say, is it a bone, Phil? No. Oh, fuck. Phil said it straight away. He said, is it a Mars or something? It is a Mars bar. Mars bar. What? <laughs> Classic. <laughs> I should just go, I should just go with my first guess tonight. Should, I? should you just go with that. After the classic gone, you got... pineapple pizza, it would be a classic <laughs> Mars bar. She's got on your gut. <laughs> well, well, certainly all that's going to go on Al's gut anyway. <laughs> well, it is. Yes. I'm going to have a bath and then a cup of coffee and then go to bed. I think. I must say, this has been a night of wonders tonight. Yeah, it has, it has been. been. Absolutely. Right. Just to not for the show. A, just for me guessing the pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Just to end on a um, uh, on a bit of wrestling news, by the way, apparently it's, uh, it's come out in the last couple of minutes that WWE will not grant Mustafa Ali his requested release. <laughs> of not, because, hell, really? really? Because of course not. They, they need him to be like hung from the top of the chamber Honestly. in Saudi Arabia. So they'll they'll release guys who are literally like mid-programme. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But they won't release somebody who's not doing promos for, for the company, but people who aren't being used to that now are going to keep used. Bloody Luke Harper all over again. Yep, so basically much. what's going to happen is Mustafa Ali is going to sit in catering until his contract is done yeah absolutely that is so ridiculous that company man this is why I refuse to support them or acknowledge them half the time which makes doing this podcast challenging to do this show I, I did pay for the um, network again just to kind of get the access to the old shows for, for SummerSlam but I might have to be naughty in the future mm. oof I, I might need to I might need to ask you to be naughty for me Phil and that's a sentence I never thought I'd say <laughs> wow <laughs> what is there's someone expected sauce going on this evening mate right? Jesus hot sauce you and Taylor's come straight in there with the comments I oh <laughs> wait does that mean you're in the tag team with Jordi Al's the hot sauces oh god no we're, we're sugar and spice I'm sugar he's spice you know you have a pineapple that's who you are oh <laughs> god well, anyway, what a note to finish the edit on. That'd be amazing. Yes, if, if you can think of your favourite pizza-based um, tag team, <laughs> don't forget to tweet us at the Conquistadors. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
Yeah. Our social media manager will respond straight away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you if you are also a representative of Domino's, get your fucking act together. <laughs> Al needs his food. Yeah, or send us vouchers, one of the two. We'll do some ads for Domino's Pizza. I'm definitely will. You could have you could have Kerry Von Eric teaming up with Ken. I don't and even want would, to know. That would be a Texas barbecue. <laughs> Oh my god! I want to make some really terrible joke about um, oh hung meat, god. but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no, don't do that. Texas barbecue. I think the music's tornado. already playing anyway, isn't it, Phil? The music's yeah, already playing. Let's hope it is. We're going. We can't Bye-bye. top the Texas tornado joke, can we? So we're out. We're out the door. We're gone. <laughs> Goodbye. See ya. <laughs> See ya. Peace. This will be the bit where it just goes off road. Then something funny will be said at the end and then it'll just finish. Random comment out of context about something dirty. Hang on, hang on. I've got it. Jinder Mahal and the Red Rooster. Oh, what's it. the tag team name? Chicken Teddy. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I hadn't stopped recording yet. Oh my god! <laughs> so glad. I, thought, I, thought, I can't think of any more pizza toppings to do anymore. I'm an ass man. Yeah, I'm an ass man. Oh,